0: Here's the truth. Dads want steaks. When you give dad perfectly aged, oh, so tender steaks, you're not just giving him the best meal of his life, but the chance to grill them, share them, and share the moment with you. Uh, I reached into my freezer. Last night, I pulled out the air-chilled uh, air chicken breast. Oh, bro. Frozen. Put them in warm water for about 10 minutes. Pulled them out. Put them on the grill. I ate four chicken breasts by myself. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code Bert into the search bar, you'll be able to order the Dad's Favorite Grill Package for just $99.99. Save over 60% on Dad's Favorite Grill Pack, and you'll get four bacon-wrapped fillets, four premium air-chill boneless chicken breasts, and they are tender. Four boneless pork chops. I got them in my freezer. Four gourmet jumbo franks. I'm telling you that the best damn jumbo franks you're ever going to have for made from scratch, car- caramel apple tartlets, and Omaha steak seasoning, plus eight free Omaha steak burgers for only ninety-nine ninety nine. That is such a great deal. Remember, gifting is easy. Dad wants steaks. That's all you need to know. Omaha Steaks isn't just steaks, it's the best steaks of your life. Guaranteed. Visit omahasteaks.com and type Bert in the search bar to order the dad's favorite grill pack today for just ninety-nine ninety nine plus
1: eight free burgers with your order. Well, I'm getting a message. You know, I have a, 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 a old phone. phone yeah. yeah, evidently the Queen is sick. <laughs> slow, slow Wi-Fi.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course you can smoke in here. So you got this house, right? Yeah.
1: And um,
0: oh, here, pull the mic up to oh, you. Do we
1: start? Um, start? I can't. Do you have a a bigger stump? A, yeah, we have a bigger <laughs> stump. <laughs>
0: Here, put
1: this stuff closer to you. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you, buddy. Ah, yes. What fire did you get this one out of? This was... What fire season? <laughs> <laughs> this was the old house.
0: Leanne, it's it uh, the other house. Leanne is, when we bought it, Leanne loves cutting down fucking trees. Oh, yeah? I'm not a person like that. Like, I... Like, I well, can see you owning a saw a uh, no no i i like I, I like trees you do yeah I oh, like okay. privacy and trees hey i just started seeing those why what, what's the what's, um
1: what's the the tip on the cigarette too? how about a hello how you doing hey dave. how about that hey dave it's so good to see you. <laughs> you know i was the one on the 101 you know i'm talking about <laughs> fighting the traffic <laughs> um it's great to be here Bert. thanks for having me <laughs> now the cigarette I have these little tips on the t- and on the uh, on the end here and people always ask me about them they go what is that and it's like a little plastic tip that takes some of the tar out of it oh, for just real? a little just a little bit of the tar out and if you smoke like three or four of them you can see it slowly build up really yeah and then I like to put them in my mouth and it looks like teeth <laughs> like Halloween teeth <laughs> how many packs do you smoke a day I uh, like to smoke a pack for every hat I wear two hats. <laughs> Bert, you're a great... The one thing I love about you is you're a master of branding. So I'm trying to uh, create a new character called Davey Two Hats. <laughs> I like it. My name's Davey Two Hats.
0: I love that when we were doing the Fully Loaded, you'd go up with your mask on, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, what is going on with Dave with his mask? And then you go, I got a
1: bit for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me, I'm a prop man. In in, in my heart, I'm, I'm all about props. But uh, I have to say thanks again That was a great tour, and I'm so excited we're doing it again. Yeah,
0: we're doing it again, fully loaded. We got uh, Tiffany Haddish just jumped on. Wow. Yeah, Tiffany's gonna do it, and uh, Stavros. It's it's, dude. It's just such. a, All the people are
1: just fun hangs. It must. I I mean, like just the few dates I did with you, it must have been exhausting. I mean, you were there every show. You closed every show. You did everything. I don't mind it. I I I. am getting a message. You know, I have a old phone. phone, Yeah. Yeah. Evidently, the Queen is sick. Slow. (laughs) slow (laughs) wi-fi okay sorry the Uh,
0: the, um I said to Georgia today I said uh, I'm doing a podcast with Dave Attell and she went oh dad you should ask him how he writes jokes and I said really and she goes yeah maybe you can like use some of that to start writing jokes
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I uh just shot something up in San Francisco and I I definitely could have used a few more jokes. Wait, you know you what I up mean? in San Francisco? I was at Cobbs, which is a great club, so yeah. I wanted to, like, lay down some tape. It's been so long, and I got, like, bits as you, we all do, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, so, I'm so sick of these bits, you know, I wanted to get them on tape already. You know, I don't even know if they're funny anymore. And then I got, like, some new stuff that I wanted to put out there, plus there's, like, other little things I wanted to do. And I, I got to say, like, of the two shows, one of them was awesome. The other one, sound problems, you know, was a little stiff and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Plus, I was, like, kind of all over the place on both of them. So I'm hoping to get a tight half hour. What do you think of this? Like, the half hour as opposed to the hour? What I, do you think?
0: I think I, my... Someone just did. I think Chris De Stefano did a shorter out Yeah, I saw hour, that. I loved it. It was great. And yeah. I don't think. I think the hours like Segura always does like an hour twenty. Wow. And I, and I go that just seems like a lot. I think, and and I think, but based on your style of comedy, like I think Mark Norman, you, Sam Morel. yeah, I think to do half hours is is perfect because it doesn't burn all your material. Mm-hmm. So then you can still tour with stuff. True. Um, but I think for like myself, because I, I, I do longer stories. At half an hour i feel like i haven't even started right.
1: yeah sam and mark are like uh like those guys are always pumping out new material they really are great They're and prolific. Uh, i i just think for me it's like first of all i watched some hours and you know i watched marins which was awesome yeah. and uh watched uh, a couple other ones and i was like it's really it's really like the the actual time of an hour is it's really you have to commit to it you know yeah you gotta commit and like i you know you watch some you know an hour of comedy like you want to take a break you know you're in your house you're like you know i feel like i'm gonna get a sandwich and then i'll come back to this you know that kind of thing but i think the half an hour is doable i think a half
0: hour is so doable and it's it 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 makes you want more
1: i hope so you know what jokes do is your owl joke on that you know what Uh, i got a couple of different owl jokes so uh (laughs) one of them is (laughs) you know it was also like i was working with a Louis Katz and Ian Fidance, and those guys tour me all the so time. Great. They're both headliners, but they go out on the road with me, and they're bringing up old jokes that, like, I don't even know how to tell them anymore, you know, and I'm like, uh, duh, but, you know, like, you know how it is, like, unless you, like, keep the reps going on the joke, yeah. it becomes, like, a whole, like, just babble. I don't know? remember
0: how jokes start sometimes. Really? Like someone will go, like, hey, tell the joke about uh Isla and the deodorant in the refrigerator, and I go, yeah, I know the joke, but I mm-hmm. don't know how to get into it. Like, oh, right. Yeah, because everything was always... Everything's, by the time I tell it on a special, everything's so married to the thing before it mm-hmm. that I go, that I don't remember. If I don't remember the, if you told me the end of the first joke, I could tell you the beginning of the second
1: joke. But I, I don't know how the joke just starts. Well, with this story too, it's like, you know, there's an art to storytelling. I don't know that art, but there is definitely the locking them in. And I've seen you do it. And I've seen you do it uh in the middle of a windy baseball field which is not easy I don't think I don't think Mark Twain ever did that you know I don't think Mark Twain ever played played the venues you you played on those tours so you know you're really good at that so don't you know like don't think like you know hey you know it's like uh you know I need more this or that it's like you know what you're doing and uh you know let's face it the crowd comes to see it you know did you can you did you ever think stand-up
0: comedy would be where it is today with that's a great question man of uh, in terms of how big it is uh, uh, that and how how um, almost like how much you have to be like a a producer to be a comedian these days you have mm-hmm. to be i mean when i started when i started it was just it, i i didn't even know dudes did the road really i i, I honestly i thought you moved to new york you did stand up out of new york <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you just became great and then you could do some corporates or you do a sitcom but I didn't know I didn't know there was like a whole bunch of funny bones. Yeah. I didn't know about that. And now I look at it and I go, it's gotten so different. It's unrecognizable almost.
1: I I totally agree. That's really uh you know, we could talk about that for um not hours, but at least for this hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, like comedy is so different from when I started. It's not like just another old man talking, but I never knew it would be so um First of all, it's very relevant. And like, I never, I'm not, I haven't been relevant in like 20 years, but I feel like everybody, you know, has a point and like, there's a lot of different, um, you know, uh, ways that comedy kind of intersects now with the, the the times we live in, you know, which I guess is good. For yeah. me, I'm always just about the joke, the funny and all that. Yeah. But for, uh, uh, I guess the audiences now kind of expect that, that there's going to be a point to it or like a meaning and like, You know to me that is that is the tiresome element of it of where like people are always reading too hard into jokes but in terms of like the business of comedy like when i started all i wanted to do was get on the road i thought that's what being a comic was being like a road national headliner like that was the end game of it like the people i kind of looked up to like richard jenny or um you know some of these other like just like power headliners were out on the road like you know playing you know exotic places like atlanta you know i'm from long island so you know it's like i'm gonna be in atlanta you know i'm gonna be in kansas city missouri you know i was like yeah. whoa dude i want to get so that was what i was hoping to do but the sitcom thing was there also because seinfeld was big and uh um, you know all the all the comics thought that like it's only a matter of time till i get my sitcom and you realize how special that situation was the yeah. The combination of larry david and jerry seinfeld together and that that doesn't happen all the time you know so a lot of these guys like moved out to la and they kind of just basically you know uh, spin their wheels you know what i'm saying yeah. but for me it was always about the road it was like trying to be like you know like kennison or somebody like you know like just out there like power act kind of thing and yeah. as a club comic you know there are always clubs but there never were as many clubs as there are now And then the jump to theaters, like, I never saw that. Like, I don't even remember going to a theater show when I was a kid other than um, Rodney Dangerfield, you know what I'm saying? Like, seeing him, like, in a Westbury Music Theater on Long Island, you know? Other than that, it was really just, like, you'd see a guy at a club or something, you know, or on TV, like HBO or the Ha Network, you know, before Comedy Central. But the actual thing that you do and do really well is that, you know, you you got it right away with content you know which is that like you know the audience always wants more and the stuff that you provide them is interesting and funny and it gives them a peek into your world you know so that to me is like when you when you line up everything together but in terms of like seeing comedy how like you know, these mega tours, and of course Chappelle, like, you know, who is the, I think, comic of our generation. Yeah. This guy breaking all attendance records, you know, I mean, and all Hollywood Bowl, like a Madison Square Garden, like just endless amounts of shows like that. And like, to me, I'm like, I never thought that this was, I would live to see this kind of stuff. You know?
0: I, I mean, it's just crazy to think, you know, how many comics are doing theaters exactly we, you and lewis and, and you guys Mitch,
1: saved the theater world that's what i think because before that it was like oh wow look who's here spiro gyra you know <laughs> or like some other kind of like you know oh the uh the, the chinese gymnasts are in town they're yeah. coming to terrytown new york you know that kind of thing
0: that is crazy to think Not even, that's an actually real thing that's right, is right? comedy because comedy is super cheap to produce exactly all you need is a mic and a stool yes and that's it and there's so many comics doing theaters that i'm i remember when i got the offer to do theaters i remember talking to you about when you were talking we were talking about theaters yeah and i remember being like i just would rather stay in clubs i was like this when i first got the offer i was like it doesn't make sense You're gonna, you might lose money you, you, you got a promoter now involved it, it, it was so much easier when you just got your door deal there was right. no no fear of not making that money back. You just had a door deal. You get 80% of the door, 60% mm-hmm. of the door. And, uh, and now it's, I mean, now arenas, I mean, that's.
1: Yeah. It's an arena. It's, it's arenas. It's also like really cool. Um, you know, I still think to this day that like, even during the pandemic, people tried it, which is the virtual comedy. Yeah. That didn't work. No. I, I don't think that that's the future of it. I think it's the live show it's, it's gonna now and always, you know? Yeah. So, and, uh, do you feel comfortable, like, in an arena? Because that is, like, a whole different animal. Well, I just took Fitzsimmons with me. Oh, he's great. He's do, a good friend
0: of mine. To do, yeah, to do, um, we were doing Something's Burning, and and uh, someone fell out, and he, we needed someone to to do the arena. We did uh, Tampa, Savannah, and Orlando. Oh, cool. And so, and they were, Orlando and Tampa are like, the biggest, two of the bigger ones I've ever done. Yeah. And I told Greg, I said, you should, he, he I was like, are you free next weekend? He was like, yeah. I go, let's go, and it's it's so big in scope of all of it because you realize you are, it, there is, you're a like a pro athlete. Like you, you enter in a different way. They have catering set up for you. You yeah. have massage therapists if you want them. Mm-hmm. The, you have the access to the gym, but I spent extra on this tour, and I think we'll have it for Fully Loaded, to have a full production crew there. So I have a crew of like 12 and then a production manager who make a stage put up huge um they ha- i travel with my own um i travel with three semis and then two tour buses and it and it, you and it, you really feel the difference in intimacy because we have a light package that creates boundaries so mm-hmm. it puts a roof on it i understand enough. yeah and then and then we have two huge screens that are full-size body screens in vertical and so I, I greg got off and he was like he was like oh i go it's it feels intimate and it is a big arena but there is an intimacy to it Mm -hmm. especially when you add production and you get the sound dialed in yeah it it really um but i love
1: them i fucking love them cool well you 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 look comfortable doing them you know it seems like that's your house so it's great that you do like for us for the club guy getting into the arena like i've done ones like uh i think we've all done the um circle in the round you know all those different like variations on the th- on the arena theater you know big big uh big venue yeah. thing and uh i guess my my funny story is that uh you know doing circling around is great if you sell out otherwise like you're telling a joke and then you do the punchline to no one you know so you got to time it where there's like all these empty seats where so there's like one <laughs> yeah. super fan yeah. or just weird weird dude sitting there where it's like you know and that's what my mother said and he's like (laughs) having a conversation with this one weirdo basically but uh, I would say that you're I you know like you know you know me and you kind of know what what my weird weird shit is is that uh I like it when it's weird I like it when it's like that's why like when we did the baseball field I was like oh this is my I love this this is like weird it's kind of like you know you see in all these like these like kind of a little. It's a little too chilly. Plus, I don't think they've been out in a while. Kind of yeah. look to their like little pasty. It's Rochester, right? Wasn't yeah, it was it? Rochester? Yeah. So you're like, this is kind of my world. I like it like this. It and was this Father's like...
0: Day. I think Georgia was with us, and Georgia, I was me, Georgia, and Big Jay watching you. And, oh yeah. Uh, well, Jay's and... another
1: like you know. Oh. I think he's he's a one of a kind. He's that one one of good. A kind. Yeah.
0: And 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 Georgia, you were you you were doing. You were doing crowd work, but using the backdrop of the city, yeah. know if you remember it, but there was a community college that was behind us, right. and you were like, oh, it looks like someone went to, and <laughs> yeah. Georgia turns around, and Jay goes, wait, what? And Georgia goes, dad, is he using the city? and i said yeah. yeah and she goes jay goes he's and you go, oh, if you didn't like that one pray to the cross the glowing cross <laughs> up on the mountain to the left and but he was like that was that you're right that is fun to watch you in a different environment yeah it's almost like it distracts you from your jokes and it allows you to play in the thing it was, it was really it keeps fun. it
1: interesting for me because that's really the whole thing of like doing it like now i've been doing it for like over 30 years is that like it's got to be interesting. That's why I keep changing up these jokes, like different punchlines and setups and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like I, was, I had somebody, I go like, you know, I'm putting some tape down. Can you listen to my old stuff? Cause I can't. And it's like, I have the same, like, you know, it's like vibrators, uh, yeah. what porn, uh, strip club, you know, it's always like the same topics, you know? And I'm yeah. like, damn, I got to get out there and, you know, like learn how to <laughs> sail or something, you know, I need something to mix this up. But I would say at the, at the end of the day, when you do the venue and how well you treat the acts that you bring with you, that's like the gold standard. And I'm not just saying it because like I'm in your semi-finished house here and I'm talking <laughs> to you. I'm saying like I told everybody I go like you know I've been on a bunch of tours. You know i have done like uh you know tours on my own and all that different stuff. But what you you go above and beyond to make everyone feel as though they are the headliner and also like to make it fun, you know. And I know there was uh there was so many different types of comics on it, which I thought was really a great way to like you know get a get a bigger audience you yeah. know give a bit of of uh whatever and there were people that i've never seen before so it was great to get a chance to watch them but at the end of the day it was really just about like you know having fun with bird and i figured that's when i told you i go like you should have like your own summer olympics or something you know like <laughs> yeah. you should do something where you go like from town to town and have challenges you know i would and, love like, i would
0: enjoy that so i much. know you would i would yeah. love that
1: so <laughs> it's for me it was it's it i'm when so when we started
0: really leanne uh Leanne was like, uh, we started to do Fully Loaded, and she said, um, oh, whatever money that we're supposed to get from our my, from the door deal, like whatever money we pull in from tickets, yeah. she goes, put that back into the festival. And she goes, and she was like, just make it, like, think, how would you like it? Like, if you were on the tour, would you like? And I was like, oh, I know what I'd like. And I started saying it. Mm-hmm. And I think Leanne looked at it, and she was like, she, the one thing she loved is the the gift baskets. Right. Because she, she knows that just how much a little thing, a little acknowledgement me- means when you're a comic. Oh, for sure. It's like the littlest thing means so much. And so so she said, well, then don't worry. We don't need to make money on this festival. We can just uh, invest whatever money we're supposed to make, put it back in the festival and make it fun for the comics. And she was like, and she, and she goes, I think there's goodwill in you know, when, we, when I started, and this is something that's changed in comedy a lot, like no one wanted to everyone wanted to be the funniest comic and i think it's changed now everyone just loves great comics you know like everyone You mean the the uh the comics themselves the comics like i think everyone wanted to be the star and i think it's changed a little bit in that it's and i think it's because of podcasting is that if when you have funny people on your podcast it helps you right so i think it, like what was it the tide raises all boats true and that was my favorite part i mean my favorite part of that whole festival was sitting with Georgia, getting to watch you and Big J and fucking Shane Gillis, and I mean to watch Georgia laugh at Shane Gillis. She's not supposed to like him, right? She is not supposed to
1: like a semi QAnon. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's also a great comic, and he also he's like brilliant. you know he's you know when you when you think of it like I'm trying to think of the the movie that would be where a guy was like you know many twists and turns and comedies, the highs and lows. He's kind of the Lucas, you know what I'm saying? Like where yeah. he like you know, kind of had like a, uh, you know, a rough start. But now he found his audience and they can't get enough of the guy. And, you know, I've seen him work in the city and I've tried to like, like I do with, all the comics engage with them like either on stage and like like when I mix it up with uh, Jeff Ross you know we do the bumping mics thing it's not like we we just do that for the tour we we started doing that in clubs and I do with other comics as well like we always like want to include everybody and like you know get them up there for like you know a couple of minutes or whatever and just you know rail and riff and all that kind of stuff that's the fun of uh that keeps my brain working that kind of stuff but with Shane you know he's like you know, he's so like, I guess you could say like he's locked in, you know, and I'm trying to like kinda like, you know, get out of it, yeah, you know. Yeah. Come on, have a, yeah. have a have a have a moment, have some fun. But I would say that he's just getting started. There's a lot of guys now that like, I think because of the world we live in, where even if the main platforms don't um don't get it that the audience will bring them to a point where like they'll be undeniable, you know? Yeah. So that's like a whole other conversation, but in terms of what you do and these venues and these tours and things like that, it's like, remember years ago, like, you know, you go to just for laughs, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to be there for 10 days. I don't even know how to pack for 10 days. And like, you know, it's like (laughs) jugglers and drinking and all that kind of stuff. And they speak a weird language. What's that? And that became like, you know, the, the like festival. Now I'm like, I've been to skank fest. That was great. Oh. That was great. The, you couldn't ask for better crowds. It was yeah. like these, these people waiting in the sun. And if you look at them, you're like, what are they waiting for? You know, it's like, <laughs> it looks like a methadone line, but they're super fans, yeah. super polite. Even the guy who ran the venue and that's Jay and Christine, they, you know, that's their thing with Luis Gomez and all, and the whole, and the um, Legion of Skank people. They know comedy. They respect it, and almost they respect it a little too much. You know, yeah. they'll stand for show after show after show. I've never seen anything like that in the heat waiting online. It was really kind of like, "What's up with this?" You know, and they're
0: legit comedy fans.
1: They are like That's the super crazy fan.
0: That did that. When do, when do you think comedy fans showed up? Because like when when you when you, when, you, when I moved to New York, I moved to New York in nineteen ninety seven. I think mm-hmm. nineteen ninety eight. I don't know. You'd get the odd guy that went to NYU that loved comedy, but you
1: didn't have like comedy fans the way you have comedy fans now. I totally agree with that. Like I'm trying to think of it because you just kind of activated something by saying that it's like every show was like, like a kind of good show on a Friday where like, the lot of couples, there's a bunch of guys drinking, there's some guys who were kicked out of a strip club, now they're there. One guy's so that going was everything. to <laughs> Yeah, and then there was that one comedy fan, you know, the guy who, like, you know, I've listened to every album that, you know, Robert Klein did, and he would try and engage with you about, like, you know, comedy theory and things like that. But other than that, it was definitely more of a party, like, you know, it was like something you did, like, you know, next weekend you're going to do something else, but, like, we went to a comedy show. It's, it's supposedly hot. Maybe we'll see whatever the one person they knew from television, you know, like, yeah, like Kevin James SNL, came
0: in or if, if like, if like uh, Raymond Romano stepped in, it was such
1: a, they'd be like, Oh, I know that guy for sure. Especially at West coast. Cause there's so many big names this way, you yeah. know, but like, I would say, I don't know. I, I, I think it was definitely, um, after nine 11, I don't know. I think it was like <laughs> further into the two thousands. It was definitely not in the nineties. It wasn't it was, like that. I think it, it was like, I, it it, it was like one of those things where maybe maybe the platforms you know like uh uh twitter and stuff like that also helped build that you know and like you said the podcasting. it was crazy because you would it's it's the funnest thing
0: to like i remember people going to uh my show back in the like right when i first started selling selling tickets and it felt like comedy was becoming popular because of the podcast maybe and someone's like uh you're my favorite comic and i was like who else do you like? And they're like, well, you're the only one I've seen. And I went, oh wow. Yeah. That's how you, you don't realize what's out there. There's mm-hmm. so much better. I was like, don't, don't go see Bill Burr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, isn't it funny how like, I always ask the same thing. Cause when I'm on the merch line and yeah. all, like, I go, who else have you seen? And they know a bunch. And yeah, then there's yeah. also like, you know, the, um, they're not-so-rare, but the one that always makes me excited, the Doug Stanhope fan, which is like, yeah. you know, I saw Doug and this kind of stuff. So I immediately bring them up another notch of, like, okay. comedy fan. And there's a couple of people out there that are, are really, you know, to be honest, like, when I know they're coming to every show in a weekend, like, they'll go, oh, I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, You're like, okay, I got to mix it up again. What, gonna, what do I got to do? Oh, I got to come up weekend. with some other bits. This
0: happened to me this weekend. The guy goes, uh, I wrote a joke about, Win- I wrote one joke about Winnipeg. Uh-huh. One fucking joke. I apologize to anyone in Winnipeg. And uh, and I'm, sh- I'm sure someone's written this. I'm sure this um, this joke's been done. What, Winnipeg? No, no, no.
1: That this... joke, gold mine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. I said Winnipeg uh, is, a, is a little bit of a depressing place. I saw a snowman with a hairdryer to his head. And <laughs> and, uh, and this I did it. I I've, I've just been to Winnipeg. I couldn't tell it in Winnipeg. I'm now in Calgary. I do it on the first show. It gets a laugh. And then I do it on the second show. And the guy goes, "You already did that joke."
1: <laughs> oh shit!
0: And I went, and I, now I'm, I'm, I'm like, wait, did I have I told that twice this show? And he was like, "No, the other show. Do more new stuff." And I was like, "I wanted to go, buddy. That's not how it works. You, <laughs> you, you. I don't do the show based on what you've seen. Yeah. So I go. They haven't seen. They weren't at the first show. Yeah, really. Yeah. And so, and then, but then I'm in my head going like, Oh god, well, I got to write some. I got to put some new stuff up here. And so I started adding stuff. And uh, but I, I'm. I'm hyper aware of like those that one guy who's a diehard
1: who comes to both it shows. It gets in your head, yeah, yeah. It really affects it. It does, but but that, I think that's a good joke. I like oh, yeah. that. It was, it, it was, was, it was, uh, what, it was what you would call it. Like the the other thing is when you see the front row and they're not laughing at all, and you're like, well, what's with these people? They paid extra money to be that close, didn't they? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, how am I not? whatever and then you engage with them and it becomes this whole thing of like you know like i have to start like you know kind of like riffing with them and everything like that and they kind of put their head down everything and i'm like uh why why did that happen and they're the, they're the ones after the show like i've seen you like in, in the lame like 10 cities and like i've traveled to see you and yeah. this kind of stuff and you're like wow so they just it's almost like they want to, it, it's like a—I hate to say it but like a call to prayer like they just sit there and they're like mm, yes and now he's gonna say something about cantaloupe you yeah. know i don't know so but yeah hey um the the one thing that I do like about you is that you engage with the crowd. You know, a lot of oh, these yeah. guys it's like, you know, this is a performance piece and like, you know, you just happen to be here. And there's a lot of specials like that too now, which is like, oh, there's an audience here, okay, you know, but yeah. it's really about their, you know, truth or whatever they're talking about.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't uh <clears throat> I I whatever need that I need I, I'm doing it for whatever need I have to fill. Right. So like I feel like sometimes it's I said to I said to Fitzsimmons in Savannah it sounds so silly I said I'm jealous I'm jealous of them because I would love to be with my wife and be excited for my thing and be going to see my
1: thing like like how much you mean mean like the you you see from their point of view I see
0: from their point of view and I go I love going to I love going to a baseball stadium I love getting hot dogs Mm -hmm. I love going to football games I love all of that And and I feel like and you know when you when you start off as a as a football player, I use football as an example. You're a fan of football. You love going to football games. And then one day you're no longer at the football games. You are the football game. Mm-hmm. And I think I loved comedy so much. I loved going back in the back of the cellar and being anonymous and just sitting at that back table watching my favorite comics go up. I mean, like I remember, I remember, I I mean just so much of like being a fan of comedy. Yeah, that I go. I would love. To to be able to have my night with my my wife by like five tickets ago, I'm gonna I'm about to introduce you to my favorite comic, and I think that's what I get to do with Fully Loaded is feel like I, I sit in the back and I just watch everyone do stand up. Nikki Glaser took her shirt off and did it topless last year, and really, fuck, yeah, she goes fuck it, she ripped her top off, and she was like, and and Georgia and the girls were losing, and then it, it's fun How to cool have the is girls. That?
1: That's great. She was Nikki's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's another person who I feel like the venue, like the theater. And, like, the, the the uh, whatchamacallit, like, it just takes it to the next level. With I Nicki, think so, so too. Yeah. You know who's but, coming
0: out this year with us? oh Louis Black.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we got See, Louis. I toured with Louis and Mitch Hedberg years and years ago. And, like, the one person on that tour who really knew how to work a theater was Louis Black. Yeah. And since that tour, he's been out on the road. You know, he is the, he is, like, when I look to, like, who tours, it's like Louis is always out there, you know? Yeah. And um, he was the one guy who, like, knew how to work a theater because it's so different than a club. And, like, you know, when you're a joke guy, especially, like, you're throwing jokes out there and you're hoping to, like, kind of hear the same wave coming back at you. Like, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes you're just up there, like, you know, basically trying to, like, lock them in and, like, move forward and all that kind of stuff. For me, you know, that's why the club is so good because it's immediate, you know? Yeah. And uh, I guess that spoils you. But for you, I was going to say... You know, when I when I think of the crowds that come down, especially the comic seller, like you know, I don't know how long did you live in New York? A year. Okay. Well, you probably get out you probably got out when the going was good. Because right now it's a filthy mess over there. <laughs> but the cellar is huge. Yeah. And like um there's people that come from all over and there's people who actually come in with their rolling bags right from the airport. For real. And they're like sitting there and they're like, you know. They wanted to, they heard about it or they're meeting friends there. And this is like the big event of their trip. And then there's some locals, but you see less and less locals now, but the New York comedy scene is strong and it's great. Yeah. It's good for guys like me who like, you know, I'm, you know, already a seasoned comic and the new people, plenty of open mics. Seems to be a lot of stage time there for yeah. people in terms of like crowd. I would say that, The seller has become more and more, you know, I don't want to use the word woke, but it definitely is sensitive. Oh, for real? Where you're like, these things should be kicking it in New York. And I'm like, you know, I did this joke in Iowa and it was like, you know, huge. Or I did it in Richmond, Virginia or something like that. And then in New York, you could see just the tinge of like, you know, we know this is inappropriate, which kind of sucks for me since I play there pretty much every night. I'm not on the road. So I'm like, you know, you know, what am I doing here? I get that a lot. I like to go on last. So I'm not like, you know, can I say a cock block on anybody else? I'm not getting in anyone's way. So yeah. if I totally make it a mess, you know, it's like if there's skid marks, if there's a skid mark on the bed, it's mine. That's what yeah. I like to say. You know, it's like, well, how did this happen? Yeah. So I'm the guy who ruins it. You know, that's why I like to go on at the end. It also is really getting harder and harder to follow the new comics. I don't know if you're having this when you do like showcases. Yeah. So it's like, it helps me step up the game. Well, you know, I, I was wondering, I was wondering, because I, I, this is going to sound silly, I'm sure. It's good
0: that we have all the construction going on now. I think it adds a sense of, uh, you I know, think it does. <laughs> urgency.
1: I still get nervous to bomb in front of people. Because it's not your crowd. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And so I go. Well, I'll show it's... you how to do it, Bert. <laughs> when do you want me to meet you in New York?
0: Um, but but it's
1: like, how what percentage of, of new stuff are you trying a night? I would say that, you know. Although the last month Has been trying to get My stuff together And I I really You know To be honest Like I'm super critical And I really am like um, I don't don't really like Anything I do But I was like You know I don't think I did Some of these jokes right And I really feel like They're like my little Like children And everything like that So I'm like I'm at least hoping The jokes look good The actual special together Like who knows It might be all over the place But the actual Like putting them all together I hope that looks okay For the audience And also just for All the people That are going to be like It's going to be a lot of editing i mean yeah. even though it's two shows it always turns into editing and stuff like that but what i was gonna say uh for you that like you know the the wave of thus them being so excited to see you is one thing and i've seen chris rock work his stuff out there and this guy really does the homework i mean like chris really goes out when he's about to like go on tour or like he just did that streaming thing which is yeah. probably something that a guy like you should do i'm,
0: which- I'm not as good as chris i'm like i couldn't i couldn't do just one show like, okay I, well I, like I, I i actually am the exact opposite of chris is that if you uh i i, I can always have a good show but but i, I think i notice fuck ups in my show that i wouldn't want yes i i, I do four shows like i, I that's the best four shows yeah because i want to make
1: sure i have it see i wish i had another two that would have been really good for me but could only afford uh, two instead of four, but well, tell, tell four, me, is the, four is the sweet
0: spot. Tell me when you're ready for your next one, and I'll I'll produce it and I'll pay for it because well, I fucking I, I as I'm not even fucking around. I uh we're doing that with Shane Torres. Leanne loves Shane Torres. I love Shane Torres. Shane's great. And I he saw to, him last night. Yeah, he wanted to do a special, and uh and Leanne was like, was like, and it, it, I'm not it, just the way the finances were working out. It didn't seem like Shane was going to own it. And Leanne's like, I ain't letting that happen. She was like, we'll pay for it. And I was like, what? She goes, I'll pay for it. We'll pay for it and let him own it. Wow. I was like, okay. And so we're making his next week in Brooklyn. um, uh, This reminds me of uh, Apple Records. A lot of good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Get a good accountant. Father's Day is around the corner. And one thing is for sure, dad's got enough ties, tools, baggy tees. This year, give dad, the father figure, the mentor, the loved one in your life, the gift of looking good and feeling good with True Classic. Dads come in all shapes and sizes. But if there's one thing these these guys are good at, it's a great fitting t-shirt for everybody. True Classic shirts are ultra soft, fit in the arms and shoulders, just enough room where you need it for the perfect fit and feel every time. Bundle and save on your packs of favorite styles from button downs to Henleys to polos. I wore one Yesterday, I wore one. I I put on a shirt, and then someone's like, is that blood on your shirt? And I was like, crap. Grabbed a really nice black. It was a different cotton than I've normally worn with. Uh, with They've got different cottons, and this one was nice and slick. I look skinny, man. And I, I ne- whenever I set a T-shirt, I never feel like I look skinny. True Classics is hooking up our listeners with an exclusive deal to get you ahead on gifting for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code BERT at trueclassic.com. That's 25% off with the code BERT plus free shipping included on purchases over $100. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. Silence. Silence is something I need from myself. I found that out in therapy. I was talking to my therapist about what do I need? What do we, like? We did a list of what do I need gratitude. I've been, it's, it's, it's therapy can really get you out of a hole, especially if you're, if you're, if you're, he doesn't even need to be that deep of a hole. I texted my therapist today and I was like, yo, can we do Saturday? I do entirely online therapy and I love online therapy. I swear by it because I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to get in the car. Listen, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which is so valuable. It took me one, two, three, four therapists until I found the one I work with now. And I've been working with him since I got fired from Travel Channel. Before, since before I got fired from Travel Channel. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bert today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash Bert when you do the 30 minutes do you have a do you have a way that are you thinking of what joke next what
1: joke next what joke next well you know with me it's mostly the wardrobe tells the story no I um I really don't know it's like I just Did I you know what jokes you wanted to put in this set Well, I had, I had the jokes that I wanted to like, okay, I'm kind of done telling them. And then, you know, I don't know if you have the same problem where it's like, you know, you tell a joke and it's like, Hey, that's funny. And then something happens in the news and now it's like hate speech. You know, it's a manifesto. (laughs) It's like, you know, whatever. Like, like, why would you even think that when this happened? So, you know, it's like all my train derailment stuff gone, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's like, wow whoa man (laughs) you know it's like there goes 10 minutes so I would say since most of your stuff is personal and family you know I I I think that the crowd loves a peek on the inside of the business to me personally I'm not that good about like you know hey this is what's happening when I'm not on you know all that kind of stuff but for (laughs) you you've already done that you know with the family and everything like that so keep that coming the other thing would be like coming up with material talk to them and go like you know it's not easy it's not easy about coming up with material. A lot yeah. of you are like, hey, we'll just go out and, you know, like, whatever, buy a car, tell us about it. And it's, it's like a lot more difficult than that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they also would respect that. They're like, you know, hey, you know what, I'm always trying to bring new stuff to you guys. Yeah. And, but for the special, and I know the special, we still all consider it special, even though it seems like some people put them out every six months or something like that, it still is like for us. Yeah. Like doing HBO was a big deal for me. And like, um, you know, that's what I thought was the end game of comedy, which is like, you're an HBO comic, you know, you're like with Carlin and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I'm nowhere near any of that stuff. After the one HBO thing I did, I was like, wow, a whole man was that tough. It was not to my crowd. It was like one of those things of like, you know, they just kind of threw you up there and like double teamed you. It was yeah. like me and Norton, who's a great comic too, Jim yeah. Norton. And I was like, Man, that didn't feel good to me. You know, it's like I thought these were supposed to be like a victory lap. That was almost like an audition for an hour, you know. So I would say for you, why don't you just start writing down like, um, you know, like the things you want to talk about and then try and ease them into what you're doing already. And then when you do these like 20 minute sets, then you'll be able to see it clearer, more clearly, because listening to a 20 minute set is way better than listen to like an hour like when i'm on the road oh, yeah. i listen to the hours and i'm like oh my god how much more time many times do i have to hear that one and like yeah. you know this is like just like distraction you know yeah but don't don't be so hard on yourself you'll definitely have have a uh I, I mean you control all all parts of it so if it's not if it's not where you want it you'll edit it and if it's uh whatever then you should you know just basically give yourself a break and like try and get it the way you want it before you yeah. even get there you know
0: i feel like i feel like i wish i was better at writing uh shorter jokes because yeah i feel i would love i think they i think they're so valuable mm-hmm. i think so pe- so many people these days i look and i i feel like everyone wants to be a long-form storyteller and i think cigar and i were, i've talked about this there's nothing better than having something getting in and out like just like a stabbing like a like a quick that's what i do paper cuts
1: i call it you know it's like it's like death by a thousand paper cuts but it really is exhausting and it's also they all don't fit together and i think that the crowd like you know the, the crowd loves oh well here's something you know like a third third person kind of story where somebody came up to me and they were like thinking of doing comedy and like you know i'm also a uh you know, public speaker or something like that. And I was like being supportive, like it's supposed to be for new comics. And at some point in the conversation, they go like jokes per minute or over. And I said like, well, I've never heard a crowd go like, you know what? Leaving go like too many jokes. (laughs) I was laughing too much. And you know, like we're both right. Because in today's world of comedy, like, you can watch a special and laugh five times. Like the rest of it is really about like stories and like things they want to say. Whereas I think we kind of grew up with the idea of like, you know, where are the laughs, you know, yeah. like, and you almost feel like a, you know, a caveman saying that now, like, but where are the laughs? You oh, know. And
0: when I did uh, when I did secret time, I, I literally was thinking to myself because uh, I was just so, I would watch other specials and I, I feel like if you're not, I feel like there's not enough people critical of themselves these days. I feel like the i feel like everything's been uh when when i started that everyone was very critical of how they did yeah and then you'd watch the guy come off stage and go just murdered and all of us would be like like he's he's didn't see the same fight i saw yeah.
1: well i i i agree with that and i also think that like as a guy who who actively hates himself <laughs> that i don't know how these people go on stage and 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 basically leave with such confidence I after I, I after I had had after like um you know like whatever they're doing and i'm like well you know there's some great ideas there or like some of that stuff needs like to like a tune up you know yeah. it needs to be tweaked and they they're like no i got it like that's that's what it is you know and a lot of it is like you know i guess uh, magical thinking you know i guess i, I think it's
0: i think i think Back in the day, you had to have jokes to get a fan base, and now you can get a fan base before you have jokes. And yeah. so I think people go out and they'll sell the tickets, and because they sold the tickets, they're like, they're like, I'm I'm selling tickets. That's what, at, what matters. I think it, I, I started at a time when you would be funny, but you could not
1: sell a ticket. Well, I'll take it even a step further back, which is like back when the club owners controlled and ruled comedy where, you know, it was basically, you know, people talk about like, you know, who you know the gatekeepers? It's like you know some guy running like uh you know um an Italian restaurant with a with a with a catering hall in the back and he would turn into a comedy club on the weekend and he'd be like, he ain't funny. Yeah. You know, I don't like that type of humor. My yeah. crowd doesn't whatever. That would be considered a hate speech now of like, what, you didn't get the fact that this person is speaking for a marginalized group and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> They'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There'd be a picket. There'd be people picking in the club. I but back it then co- it was like, you know, <laughs> I don't get it. And if my kitchen guy doesn't laugh at it, it ain't funny. Yeah. There'd be all these like, you know, these guys who had like what they considered funny. You know, they wanted to see... Like, version of whoever you know like you know it's like we're the props I don't see a puppet what's going on out there you know these people they're paying good money they want to laugh you know yeah and that was in your face it wasn't like through a tweet it was like it was you and him as guys were washing dishes going back and forth you know what hey I'm sorry it's not working out you're just not that good how many bad Vegas shows have you ever done Where it's like the crowd's just sitting there they're broke losers and the guy's like you know you couldn't get him going. I guess you don't got it. You know what I'm saying? It was like one of those, like, okay.
0: I'll... I used to do the, I used to do shows on the Vegas, the old Vegas strip. Yeah. You want know, to talk about fucking down on their luck. They had a casino in, uh, in, in, uh, in Cedar Rapids in, uh, in Iowa, Davenport, <laughs> Iowa called Penguins. Do you remember Penguins? Yes, I do. And there was a casino in there. And I remember seeing people coming out of the casino. It was next door. It was next door. Mm-hmm. People seeing. And I remember looking at the casino going, what in the world makes any of these people think they're going to find luck tonight? Like they've, <laughs> they've never been lucky once in their yes. lives. Yes. And, like, you're in a wheelchair. You have diabetes. <laughs> you've got a fucking uh, a steel lung next to you. And you think tonight's going to be the night to find luck. <laughs> I, 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 but I, I agree. I I I remember uh, an owner, I won't won't say his name, but uh, he was like, yeah, I don't have, they were talking about Patrice, and he's like, I'm Mm. not bringing a black guy. He didn't use the word black guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, Mm. yeah. He Mm. was like, no, no, because I don't want that, I don't want that crowd here. Right. And I remember another comic saying that he doesn't, he's doesn't, he's not, you're thinking he's Steve Harvey. He's not Steve Harvey. He's just a great comic. Right. And he appeals to everyone everyone shows up and he was like can you believe they, they tried to tell me to, to bring patrice in and i was like yeah he's fucking hilarious
1: well yeah that's that was another thing where like you would go up against the bias of the of the uh of the of the club owner but i always listen to the i listened to the staff because yeah. and i also listen to the club owners because they especially during the pandemic they really took a beating i mean it was like when you think about like what we do it's like you know, hey, you know, it was terrible. You know, I got bills. My mom has dementia. I have to pay round clock care, and I was getting nervous. But I was like, you know, I talked to these club guys, the guys who own the club, and they're like, you know, I'm trying to take care of my staff. You know, yeah, like um, I'll name a name, Allison in uh, DC, yeah. DC Improv, which is probably my best market and it's my, my best favorite. It was, room. It's one There's of the a best clubs. There's a couple around the, the country world. where it's just like those are like still my hubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like she's great, and she's an angel, and you know her like going above and beyond for her staff, you know, during that year, year and a half, two years, whatever it was, you know, you you feel for him and you go like, you know, here I am. I got like my responsibility, but to have responsibility for so many, you know, and uh, to take it back to the fun, bad old days of comedy, it would be like, you know, you would follow a local, you know, let's call him like, you know, basically a guy, a hack, you know, and he would hit all the numbers and you're trying to be like, you know, um, I started on Long Island in New York, so it was definitely a, uh, you know, disconnect between the two. Whereas, like, what was funny on Long Island was not particularly funny in New York. Really? Yeah, it was like, you know, like, first of all, like, people knowing that you lived in New York was like, whoa, what's that about? You know, oh, <laughs> yeah. hold on yeah. a second. You know, I'm coming from Suffolk County here. And, like, you were following magicians you were following ventriloquists it was basically all the dark arts of comedy you know you're following (laughs) like like a guy would raise a cat from the dead you know like all these different things get extending ovations you know people would do uh lip syncing all that kind of stuff and then you would be up there with your new york jokes you know the subway is i don't go on the subway i drive it you know that kind of thing so I don't know, man. I feel like the hardening of comedy. I'm so glad I went through all that, the hardening yeah. of it. But now like when you go into these these new rooms, it's like the different feel to it, which is like they're so quiet, they're so basically walled off. I'm talking about these younger crowds yeah. where they really have like it's almost like an emotional distance where you know, you have you have teenage George, children George, yeah, right children, so yeah. i assume that's like when you're like trying to have a, like a, a teachable moment with them with it just yeah. kind of like nodding but you know they're not listening no so and that's what and i they're, feel like they're i'm always getting. right
0: yeah they're always right for sure that was what that was what was fun and you know last night randomly uh isla asked if she could come out and work in the for fully loaded because georgia did last year with her friends for sure and Isla's like I, can i come with a friend and we'll work and, we'll, and i was like yeah of course because the fun thing is and and Shane was the one that the first person they saw where they felt like they weren't supposed to laugh, mm-hmm. like and they felt guilty for laughing, and it was it was his joke about um, about, I think it was about uh, about the uh, the uh, I'm not gonna I think he's already told it somewhere but, about him loving history and going to an old uh, antebellum mansion right and, and interacting with a black dude and Georgia went like this. And I went. Well, don't hold your mouth. It's okay to laugh. And she goes. Well, no, Dad, that's horrible. And I went. Yeah, but you. But do you see, the thing that happened when you started laughing. You're laughing because it caught you off guard, and it made, That's the. That's an involuntary reaction. So yeah. Don't try to squ- squash it.
1: Let it happen. It really. It, re- it really. You know. I don't have kids, but I can see how that really would get not only annoying, but almost like this is your business. It, <laughs> you know, it, it fucking, like yeah. funny is my business, and if my own kids don't like get it or don't want to or I feel like there's something impeding them from laughing I I could see how that would be really really hurtful you know what I'm saying like it really must emotionally touch you you know and I
0: I said listen it it, it, you know Shane won't be for everyone I'm not saying that you and your girlfriends are going to be big Shane Gillis fans Mm -hmm. but like you'll find your person that you like and then and then and but but I go but if don't just because society tells you that what Shane's talking about is wrong don't stop from that laughter if you're starting to laugh let it happen right and then and then you went on and you said uh i like a hairy bush Mm -hmm. (laughs) do that joke i won't i wanted to do dirty yeah Yeah. and george and her friends fucking howled laughing sure and watching you and then and then it was really cool because i think she got it she watched big j and big j made made a joke about uh what demi lovato Mm -hmm. and and Fucking, they laughed, and and they were, and by the end, I was like, fucking, finally, like you. then but I think all those kids are being inundated with this is how like uh, acceptance, and and this is how we need to treat each other, and this is uh, like pronoun, like they all have their pronouns everywhere, mm. and if you say like we had a friend, San, a friend of ours, uh, Sandy was like uh, who's Chinese and Vietnamese, and she's like, it didn't doesn't I don't, I don't get pronouns, and then their kids light her up, and they're like, mom mom you can't say that she's like i just don't get them
1: they really are doing that that's not like just something like you know you hear about like you actually have to live that life huh yeah wow
0: yeah and imagine like uh, you know uh my friend sandy grew up in boston in the 70s Mm -hmm. she was chinese but from vietnam a chinese immigrant from vietnam in boston yeah imagine uh, her life was brutal and to be explained to by children Mm -hmm. is but and sandy's a good person she'll like Listen and have a conversation with her kids. Mm-hmm. She's fucking way better than me. I, I wrote a joke about fucking Elliot Page and Georgia just went no, and I went <laughs> I was like you don't fucking tell me no, George. I was like this fucking pays for all. You, like if I want to tell that joke, I'll tell that fucking joke.
1: Well, you know, uh, I I like that you uh you're like having this the, these moments with them about like you know what is funny whatever. But it's also generational. It's like music in a way. If like what they grew up with. Is what they're gonna like think is, and then when it changes, they're gonna be like, "What happened to that?" and all that kind of stuff. It's but like it's in like terms when I first of this. Heard
0: that Perry Farrell sucked a dude's dick. I remember being like, "Like, so this is my generation." I guess I gotta be cool with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, the comedy. Like, I was thinking of like old Red Fox stuff. Yeah, and how like you know like this is like this is like just for me now. I guess you know like all those <laughs> different things. And people always bring up Carlin and Carlin and Carlin Carlin. But it's like you know, to be honest, like the Vegas Carlin, the one that he said, I'm done with this. Like, it was a, I was like, yeah. this guy was like a joke per minute machine. Yeah. He had bits. He was able to do all that kind of stuff. So it's like, it's not like he, he like said, you know, I'm never, like a lot of these, I think comics that start out go like, I'm not going to be that kind of guy. I'm going to be this thoughtful, I have stories and I have a point. So, but it's like, you do have to kind of learn a little bit of the craft in terms of like, you know, how to write a joke, how to tell a joke, how to work a crowd. All, all those things are kind of like, in terms of what we do, that's part of the job, you know? Yeah. And I'm not telling anybody like how to do their thing. Cause that's the one thing comedy can never do is like, yeah. you do what you do, buddy. you know, like who, who am I? Look, look where I am. I'm oh. a guy, I'm a guy staying at a holiday and express. All right. So whatever you think you, you want to do, do it. And the crowd will tell you yes or no. But I think, For the younger kids, they have so many no's in their head right now of, like, you can't talk about this. And I've seen it where I'm on a roll and I'll, like, just go, like, I'm going to throw more in, you know, getting greedy. Like, hey, they're laughing at this, so I'm going to tag it and tag it and tag it. And then you'll hit the one tag where it's, like, you know. And then, like, you you know, the uh, Baptist preacher said to the, uh, you know, whatever. And then you'll say the one, like, ethnicity that they're not allowed to, like, you know, talk about. They're, like, boom done over you yeah. know whatever you feel like their ipads like they turned it off like yeah. it's just like that's it you know
0: yeah it's so uh,
1: you know that kind of humor is definitely really a toss-up now you know I think some some of you, some of your most inappropriate jokes hmm.
0: have one made me fall, fall off a treadmill one time really yeah it was a joke uh it was a joke it was a joke that you had told but Yoshi was telling Tom Segura on a podcast Mm -hmm. and i listened to it and i fell off i think that's the fucking thing that i I can't understand is that for me comedy was always about the the shock of it the surprise the i didn't see that coming of it right which is which is what makes the which which i don't understand with with kids not getting that like like when louis got in trouble for that school shooting joke right and i read it and i laughed out loud and i went well what, what what does it say about me
1: like I laughed out loud. I read it and I went that's a good fucking joke. I I um you know, I have a lot of jokes of course that like I'm like, you know, how could I have said that and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I I, cuz I I, I I feel bad. Like I hate when the when people leave and they go like you know, they're they're like for uh, like I hate tossing anybody. I would never toss anybody out of the room. I, either I can handle it, or it's a situation where they have to leave. But it's yeah. not like one of those like somebody you know coughed while I was on. Get them out! Like yeah. I'm not that that guy. It's like I have the training, like you know, the, especially that Long Island training of like dealing with the crowd. That's that was part of it. But the other the other thing I would say is like you know people quote jokes and then they use it to go like, can you believe this guy? And I'll tell this joke, and it's like you know people people like use the jokes now as like to to promote their own like you know agenda you know like and this guy said this I mean that's wrong it's like they're using the material to like you know whether they like it or not they're retelling the joke so uh with stories since like you and Jay are like great storytellers I really do think that that like it's hard to quote a story you know it's like you got to be there and you got to do it but I've had a million of my jokes you know tweeted and like retold and repurposed and all that kind of stuff and at the end of the day like you know should I feel good about it probably not I should be being like you know well come see it and really see what it was you know and you know unfortunately you know I could I could care less about like the web and all that kind of stuff but I really do hate like when people like jack my stuff you know I was yeah. like I want them to hear it the way it was meant to be heard in no other way yeah. you know and I think that's why we all get in trouble is when they take it out of context and they also like kind of put more more of their own agenda on the More of their
0: emphasis on the on the thing that you're not supposed to hear and you go no that's not that's not yeah. what I was
1: saying but you know what you should always say to like you know not your daughter but whatever it's like so you have all these things in your head now all these like different like you know your brain has been fixed now to make it a better world are you happy? Are you sitting around laughing your ass off all day long at yeah. all these all these like, you know, watered down like ha ha's that <laughs> yeah, you're allowed yeah. to listen to? Uh, it must be hard. You must have to change your underwear from pissing your pants all day long from all these little half little little fun funds that you're allowed to listen to. You we know, watched, these we little watched, sillies and tickles.
0: We watched uh, Ace Ventura. Have you seen Ace Ventura? Yeah. So we watched Ace Ventura with the girls over pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's a very different movie when you watch it with like woke children mm-hmm. and the, they they really take the teeth out of it or put teeth in it where they don't belong so the visit starts and then the, at first they go is he like uh special needs and i go, <laughs> and I go oh, what do you mean they're like what is i mean it's are we like, allowed to laugh at him yeah are we allowed to laugh at him and i was like yeah baby that's a joke and they're like yeah but i mean like is it he's he's gonna be okay right and we're like oh yeah 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 like and that never crossed my mind when i watched that i just started laughing as a kid the best is at the end when they find out that ray finkel is einhorn that the remember at the end they find Uh out that the female detective is a dude Uh and he pulls her skirt down then turns around and shows her dick and Oh, everyone's hooked up with her and they're all throwing up they're all like
1: oh wow the
0: the girls are just like
1: what a time capsule trans
0: right and we're like no that's not the joke you're missing the joke and but like hey they got dan marino's going (laughs) (laughs) it's such a fucking it's so not meant for these kids these days And, it, and same thing happened, you know, this is going to sound crazy. So how about
1: this? Should they remake the movie now where it is made for them? Or how about they come up with their own idea of what a pet detective is in today's... <laughs> st- why is yeah, it always yeah. a reboot of a classic that worked? Yeah, right. Like, you know, they're redoing Roadhouse, right?
0: I saw that. With so Jake what is Hill? that going to be?
1: Some talking to, some de-escalations. Is there going to be a fight? <laughs> will there be one fight in that movie? Oh, that will he will be. he hook up? Will there be the guy banging the the chick in the in the uh, storage room? Probably yeah. not. There will be none the, of that is none he of gonna that rip fun. the throat out of the guy
0: and murder him?
1: He will there and be a blind the musician yeah. behind a cage? I doubt any of that. Oh. I doubt any of that'll be in there. They'll repurpose it. They'll re reboot it. They'll put in today's whatevers. You know, I'm really surprised uh, that Top Gun worked. You know, I really it was yeah. like, it was well, like, you, well, you know, what's crazy?
0: They couldn't have Russians or like for they, sure. had to, they had to have the the other side was no one knows who we were fighting. Yeah.
1: Who who are they? Nobody yeah. knows.
0: You can't put you can't put Pakistani or not Pakistani, Afghani whoever. Right. Afghan fighters. They tried you to can't make put it.
1: Russian fighters. Mm-hmm. They tried to make it all. Uh, you know, it was really just about like you know him doing what he does you know so yeah. at the end of the day like I I gave up on all these movies anytime they say this is like a classic redone I'm like wow forget it why where are all these great new ideas that like we get to see these issues yeah. in a new format or something like that it always has to be something like I don't know if that's coming from the network we're like we don't trust it so we're going to take an idea and redo it or it's from the artist going like you know I always watched you know Uh, whatchamacallit, I Dream a genie, and I wanted to see that show from the point of view of a woman trapped in a bottle, you know, like, so I'm like, okay, you know, why not, you know, but still, like, well, I feel bad for you in a way because it's like, I'm sure you get offered probably, if not every couple of weeks and every couple of months, I'm like, you know, you're the uh, politically incorrect dad or uncle, you must have been, but, like, now the idea of, like, what politically incorrect would be that TV would stand for, it's like, you see this guy? He's not recycling instead of something like, what's that cross burning on my neighbor's lawn? You can't do that, uncle, somebody. You can't be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, are you building pipe bombs in the basement? What are you doing? You know, now it's like, listen, you know, you got to really, uh, you know, turn the shower off. You know, there's a route out there. You know, like one of those things.
0: We'll are you everything. leaving the shower in while you put the is water on while you put the soap
1: on? <laughs> yeah, like what of those, like, you got to have a submarine shower. You Uh-oh. get wet, you get... But I was like, you know, I was like, you know, everything like it, it, it's like we're all supposed to forget what we've seen. You know, it's like yeah. what we thought was funny. I, I don't walk around all day long going like, you know, all oh, these kids or anything like that. You 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 you're raising kids. So it's yeah. a different story. But I can only imagine just like and the things that um like you see a lot in New York, especially like this entitlement of like, you know, this is me expressing myself, whether it's done <laughs> You know, by like, you know, rich kids, like the privileged kids or just the street people of like, why? what's the matter? I can't blast my music, you know, as I'm like, you know, basically throwing garbage at cars like (laughs) this is who I am. This is what I do. You know, like this new sense of entitlement is like so weird. You know, it is. I I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I I kind of curious about what what Richard Jenny would have said about it. I'm sure he would have a lot to say about it. I think a lot of those, um, the classic comics, you know, they they probably well, well, Patrice is a great example because he he always had he always took he never took the easy road with any joke. He loved confrontation and he loved to fight. And yeah. I think that's what really energized him as a comic. And I think the people like especially on Tough Crowd, like he was definitely the guy that who's I would say he was the anchor of that show. You know, like going definitely. to him and like seeing him like do his thing. You know
0: he was it It bums me out sometimes because people go like people say that to me Man, can you imagine if patrice a lot was alive what he'd be saying about this world mm-hmm.
1: and then i go yeah i'm still alive i guess i didn't
0: i guess i didn't live <laughs> up to what your expectations are
1: well he he totally he totally would have like had so much to say especially over the last couple of years with all the protests and all this different things oh yeah it would be interesting to hear his point of view on all of that but for us like for me as a comic because like you know i'm not going out of my way to look for a a fight you know it's like i kind of blunder into them sometimes with what i say and all that kind of stuff but i actively feel bad like when i when somebody leaves and they're like you know i i didn't uh, you know i didn't get it but then when people come in with a chip on their shoulder it's like fuck you it's like don't come nobody is forcing you ever to come to these shows like it's a choice don't come to the show there's plenty of like whatever types of entertainment for you you know like other comics there's a million other types of comics you know
0: i used to i used to have a joke where i said um i, I was a blowjob joke and i the it was a horrible joke but it, i was said uh i i you i can't get my wife to give me a blowjob i tried the sensitive approach where you slide it in her mouth while she's sleeping and a woman lost her fucking mind and started screaming at the top of her lungs and i was like i was like well i'm never gonna hear that mm-hmm. it was in new york oddly enough at, sure. at gotham and came up to me and yelled at me after the show and I said, it's a joke. She goes, no, no. And then all the other people started like uh, like backing her up. And then in a weird way, once they started backing her up, I felt vindicated. But at the same time, I was like, I, was like, I don't even want to be in this conversation. And then I had one joke that I told in D.C. that was kind of similar. And but it was about uh, it was a it was a, regardless, a woman came up to me and said, I'm a huge fan. And I don't think you mean to say what you said in that joke. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, what I, this is what I heard, and this is how I felt. And I think what you meant is to, and I go, that's definitely not what I meant, was to make you feel less than human. Right. And we had a conversation, and I went, oh, yeah, I can totally listen to you all day long. I could listen to that.
1: But, like, when just people just dig their heel in and just. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, they have every right to react to it however they want to react to yeah. it especially when you're doing these club shows, you know, it is in your face. That's another part of it where I guess you get addicted to, which is that like you're going to engage with the fans, you know, yeah. like you just, there's no way, it's not like a venue where you're going to go out through a tunnel or something like that. You know, you're going to see the fans. You're going to, yeah. you're going to hear what they have to say. And I kind of like, I guess maybe I have like, um you know, like, uh, like for some reason it's like, I want to know what they thought about it. Like yeah. I'll go sometimes, like there'll be like a group of like kids, like five, like 20 year olds. And I'll be like, did you get that joke? And I'm like focus grouping them because yeah. I'm not on the web or anything. And they're like sometimes like once they realize that like you know I really want to know their opinion, they'll they'll tell me like what they thought about the joke, and it really helps me like see how they process a joke, process this joke, you know? Because I don't know like what's going on in their heads or anything yeah. like that. So when you, when you see like these jokes which which used to let's let's face it these these are throwaway jokes like we just be like ah yeah that's what she said that yeah. those jokes now like have so much more um like like uh what we call they have so much like cha- they're like landmines you know that could like really blow you up or, yeah. or, or like destroy you you know so i i really those are the kind of jokes where like you know the fun of it where you are just like fucking around <laughs> that's yeah. that's kind of over you know
0: well so it's taking a chance and like i said i uh oh the uh, the joke i said the other night was um uh oh fuck something about uh i have I a joke about one of my wife and i used to ha- would have the same relationship if we were married in the 1800s when i could hit her and <laughs> and and, and you, you just hear people groaning and i go why can't i just have a fucking thought like why can't you just let me let me play it out like mm-hmm. i and 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 i said you know she's re- she's really opinionated but i i and I respect her for her opinion. Right, right. I would have never gotten to learn to love her opinion in the 1800s. What would I have, I wonder, like I was just trying to think the thought out. But doing that in Arena, when you hear that, it groans, they're they're pretty loud.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> but isn't there a part of you that I think, especially comics of our generations, where it's like, there is something to the groan that like it kind of like oh. it's like it's almost like a like a wet finger in the ass. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, "Whoa, that that's, that's not right, but don't stop." You know what I'm saying? So there is something to like when they're like, "Whoa!" Uh. And you know like Ari Shafir and all those guys like yeah. I've seen them like really take the, the hard road on, on a joke and stuff like that and there's some groans and moans but at the end you know Ari's a really good comic Ari's i mean he's like comic. one of the best you know so like he knows how to like bring it around and everything but like when when you're like just working the joke and you're like kind of stuck in that like okay that was a really like horrible thought yeah how am i going to make it better for you you know where's the uh where's the cinnamon on that oatmeal you yeah. know <laughs> yeah so you're like oh okay now they're thinking i'm just like a you know a, a terrible person you but know? it's
0: fun to get it it's fun to find get yourself with the back with your back against the wall with a horrible thought and part of the fun is trying to work your way out of it
1: well yeah especially if the people kind of get that if not then they're like especially if they're like what well, we were just talking about like the the crowd that kind of is looking is looking for damage is looking for trauma then you'd be like oh well that's yeah. it that you know cross that, that that's what we call not a fan but a foe for the rest of your life you know <laughs> yeah what's uh, what are you going to do with this uh half hour I don't know, man. I really don't know what to do. I'd like to have a conversation with you at some point and go yeah. like, what do you think of all these different platforms now? I feel like you know you're you you know, you're like almost above and beyond everybody in terms of like knowing how to get content out. But I'll go through, you know, I, I think the best thing to do would be edit it, see what it is, yeah. and then go, where does this go and where would be a good place for it? And also, um, you know, I think um, since I am coming towards the end of it of like, you know, touring and like, you know, doing all these different things it would be good to like you know have it as part of uh like maybe other content that I'm thinking about doing and you know people could like you know check it out clips and all that kind of stuff but yeah you know at the end of the day I'm gonna want it as a solid like I'm really thinking like 30-35 minutes really? I really in, really enjoyed watching um Chris's and also Earthquake and Earthquake I felt like great. you know I'm like you know I might have put I might have put a lot of effort into it but I still think I'm best tight, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just tight and like uh keeping it keeping it keeping it moving, you know. What was um Can I tell you what I'd love for you to do?
0: I would love I'd love to hear it. What are you thinking? This is a I would love for you to uh lip sync in an, in a in a hamlet speech in a comedy club, <laughs> <laughs> lip sync skanks for the memories. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be that would break the internet. Yeah, like if you if you like, but you know what you could get is, I mean, skanks for the memories is probably is is hands down my, my the best hour of comedy ever recorded i yeah i I, that's
1: being too bad i'll walk out if you you. if you had if you had a finished house with a doorway i would walk out (laughs) (laughs) if you had stairs (laughs) instead of that rope ladder we climbed to get up here yeah yeah no that's very nice a lot of people bring that album up to me everyone
0: loves that everyone for us uh so i played i played uh when the girls were young i played it came on my just on my phone randomly on Mm -hmm. the thing and leanne it was like leanne and i the album i played to see if i could love leanne because i was in comedy yeah and she didn't think i was funny and i thought i was funny but i needed to make sure we thought the same people were funny <laughs> oh, that's
1: that's a good test yeah, yeah that's so a good i good you in
0: and she was crying laughing and well so thanks I, man and so i put
1: i'm not very good with compliments so i'm, like, but
0: I'm not good either i just i just deflected one on, i just did a press run uh. over at iHeartRadio, and someone said something i was like and i I totally made myself look like a fucking fool. Like they were like congratulating me on on the they released this touring list and and I just started explaining why I didn't belong on there but I'm on the list. Right. So I was number 4 and I just kept explaining why I shouldn't be on the list. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, "Just take the fucking compliment and shut the
1: fuck up." Yeah, well, that's cool that you played it with your lady and something like that cuz yeah. I think even though like I only did one album, I really really think that th- that's that's what I really loved growing up and I still think comedy is always best and the best compliments I've ever gotten were over like guys in Iraq they're listening to my album and got uh, yeah. me through it I meet them back in the states or I saw them on a USO tour and they like your album was uh, so to me that that was like well I really like it was like one of those like where you connected and you felt good about it as opposed to like somebody like a, I saw a clip or I uh, you know I saw somebody lip syncing your joke yeah. on TikTok or something like that and that's another thing with like um you know, TikTok, let's face it, it's it's a game changer, right? Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. Humor-wise, like, you know, it's all, you know, if Chaplin was alive, he'd be suing everybody. It's all yeah. slapstick. Yeah. It's all <laughs> falling down. It's all, I'm opening this door. What's in there? A billion ping pong. But It's like all those different kind of jokes that you grew up going like, that's corny. That's yeah. like. You know, nineteen sixties. You know, that's whatever. That's 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 not like today's comedy. They like reinvented it re-energized it. So I don't know. I don't know in terms of like you know us being like out of date or anything like that. But I'm like, you guys are not coming up with new stuff. You're just reinventing yeah. like stuff I've seen already. I know? would
0: love. I, I, would I hate love. to bring it
1: up too because I'm like, no. I kind of saw that like on a you know Smothers Brothers or something. Yeah. So how old you are, <laughs> you know? I would love. I would love a re-recording of. Legion of Skanks
0: or uh, of Skanks for Memories, we had talked about. I talked to someone about maybe Stanhope. I think I talked to Stanhope about. uh I think he has an album that is that someone else owns and he can't release it. And he was like, but it's a great album. And he was like, I, th- I was thinking about just, he goes, I'm a better comic now than I was then. I was thinking about just re recording that hour and, and making it better, but re recording the hour and then, because I own the, they're all my thoughts. And I thought that was great. I thought it was such a brilliant way to look at, like, because, like, my first hour that I ever did was for Comedy Central. It's got some good shit, but I bet if I went back, if I went and remastered it as a comic today, I said, I'm going to do one show, I've worked it out, I've I've gotten these old bits. Because, you know, it's like, as soon as you do a bit on a a special, you make it a million times better, like, a month later.
1: Believe me, oh, my God, that is the worst of it all. You know, I'm so, like, I'm hating this. It's almost like the guys who get to actually the playoffs, and they're like, you know, if I just had like you know tied my shoes a little bit <laughs> yeah, or like something, yeah. <laughs> like whatever it was, like I know I would have caught that ball. You know, you're always rethinking that. I I didn't know you did that, but I do that. Oh, oh my god, that's terrible. That's a, a that's a
0: terrible sleep. I have a sure. joke about that's in this new special, um, my new special that is. You know, you know when you get a joke, you go I I uh when I once I get there, it's good, but in order to get there, it's a little clumsy. But it's fine because I get there. Once I get there, it gets a good pop. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out how to get there quicker this weekend on that joke, and I'm angry. I'm angry that I just want to edit it out of my special mm-hmm. and go. Let me just let me just use this on the next special because I feel like I f- I'm like frustrated that I got there. I figured it out a m- two months, three, well, f- probably four months after I did the special. I figured the fucking joke out. Oh well, and so yeah. Right now I'm. Doing- I've been there
1: as well. Oh my god! Are you gonna see that in mine? But the one bit that now that we're talking bits and all that stuff, like your gun bit, you know, like where you're like, I got a gun. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. I was like, <laughs> and then your examples were really, really fun. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's cool. Because usually, you know, the gun thing is like, you know, a gun. And then like the funny thing. And then this whole like guns are bad, you know, yeah. and this and that. And it's like you have to hammer that. in. But you just like told your your thing that yeah. you did. And like it was funny all the way through. It always makes me laugh when I think about that. You know, it's oh, just, thank you. it's really good.
0: Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized and only $25. Let me tell you right now. I uh, I went fishing uh, with a, an expensive pair of sunglasses. Po- they were polarized. And as I leaned over the boat, right off my face. They're too heavy. These are lightweight. And I love how comfortable comfortable they are to wear all day. I have a few pairs, and I rotate them because they're affordable enough that I can keep an extra set in my car, an extra set in my tour bus, an extra set in my travel bag. I kept a set in my golf bag. Didn't know I had uh, sunglasses in there. Put them on. Dude, they're awesome. I first found Gooder. I've been a fan of Gooder for a long time, but I first found them at a running store. They had them at a running store, and they were like, cool sunglasses. We were on tour. I think we were in Seattle, and I've been running with these. When I run outdoors, I only run with Gooder. They're always releasing, releasing new colors and collabs. So you can lay low or get wild. If you want to show your support for the show, pick up a pair of Gooder. Gooder is giving BurtCast listeners free shipping on your first order. You can go to Gooder.com slash Burt and use the code Burt to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash Burt and and use the code Burt to get free shipping. We celebrate life's biggest moments with champagne, but everyday achievements deserve to be celebrated too. You know that's my brand. Whether it's just simply closing out your to-do list, getting somewhere on time, making it through another day of podcasting, that's reason to celebrate. i, I, I tell you right now, I swear to God, someone go get me one of these beers. I want one so bad to celebrate. Next time you accomplish something within your every day, celebrate it. With Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, because that's what living the high life is all about. I'm telling you right now, they're racing to go get it. It won't be here in time by the time this reads over, but I'm celebrating. I had a great day today. I woke up early. I worked out hard. My whole life is designed by, is designed by giving myself something to celebrate about. Welcome the high life. Living the high life may, means you appreciate quality and timeless classics. You believe in the best parts of life are not rare are hard to achieve, you celebrate achievements within your every day. The champagne of beers, like people, have done for generations. Welcome. Fuck, doesn't this look goddamn beautiful? I mean, the glass casing, it's got sunshine in a bottle. Welcome to the High Life. Go to MillerHighLife.com slash Bert to find Miller High Life near you. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wait,
1: well, I wanted to say something else about uh, bits and things like that. Is that there is, I was just thinking, of there's a marketing thing for us right now. You know, it is Purim. So we might as well think about ways to market <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Is uh, our material, especially these old jokes, will eventually be bought by big corporations to use in their, like, uh, you know, their uh, HR. Like, and we don't want jokes like this and this and this in the office. (laughs) So it's like, if they would pay, like, if they would pay you a hundred grand a pop, you'd be like, you know, I wouldn't mind. You can use my, you know, little people jokes to say you're not allowed to make fun of them.
0: (laughs) That is, that's a great, by the way, immediately I go, that's a great, that's a great promo video of uh, to to promote your special of the HR company, just going, just going, just having like a, a a group of uh, people in a business meeting in a corporate Uh room. And then they go, all right. So just so we're clear, this is the language trying to avoid. This is David Tell's new special. It's yeah. on YouTube right now. You can go get it if you want. Uh, here you anybody go, check who laughs, is fired. Like, just yeah, get them out. Anyone who laughs, get, you're fired. Get out of yeah. here. Uh, I,
1: my, my I've I become like as I've gotten older. I've become better. I'm better comic. I wouldn't say I'm. I'm like. Oh, you're you're way better. i I'm, I'm. I feel like the old. The old like, especially all those different jokes. I'm embarrassed now, like when I'm talking about any oh, of that stuff, no. like vibrators and. Oh my Going down and all I do those in, things to I quoted you in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah? I said,
0: yeah, this is a kind, We walked into a, um, uh, we walked into a, a, sex, sh- a sex shop, uh-huh. and I. What was the what is the on You got to pretend like you would never been there. Oh wow, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you go and then you go out and you kick a midget and you grow a tail. <laughs> I go, this is the kind of club. I mean, like it it, for me, it's quotable mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I think is like it it. It's the best, man. I that skanks for the memories is uh, just. I mean, all the stuff we. we you, it, what's crazy is when you say you're a better comic today. I agree. When I watched you in Vegas, when I watched you at, at Fully Loaded, that was amazing. <laughs> but when I saw you in Vegas, mm-hmm. I don't think I've I've laughed that hard in my life. I quote that. I quoted that parrot joke to my dad. The parrot now joke to my dad this morning. My dad's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and I, t- I told my dad, and he was like, "For real? How does he come up with this stuff?" you
1: should ask him how does he i go down i have not. a lot of downtime so i think that that's. A, <laughs> but i i you're you've always been like really good to me but i would say that like the jokes i used to do and the jokes i'm trying to do now like i'm trying to be more adult and all that kind of stuff and i understand like what like i left off a bunch of stuff that i'm like that's just stuff you do to your crowd live like you just don't do it and then like when i was like on the second show i did like all the vibrator all that oral bits that i do basically to kill time on yeah. stage and i was like i might as well get them on tape just for like to have them so maybe it'll fit maybe it won't but it's it definitely is like so different from like years ago where it was just like you know of course you know i think dice set the bar pretty high in terms of yeah. like you know like you know the guy the guy i hate to say it but the guy like you know, gargling a man's balls like that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. And what are they orphans? And that always th- makes me laugh. I yeah. could care less if we were like, you know, in the future, like on Mars in the colony up there. Like, yeah. that would always make me laugh. The uh, what are they orphans? Like, they always bot. <laughs> it, it always. It's a it's a it's a burst in my head. Like it just it 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 it, it always activates. I like guess that primal like funny. You know.
0: Yeah, I love I I love your ability. You had you had such a great way to. Um, this should be uh,
1: sent for the death, like when I die. You know, oh, yeah. some of these. Talks. Well, you know what I,
0: you know what I did. You know what I tried to do last year. on What's Fully that? loaded. I wasn't going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Is um, the memorial shot? No, I was going to do a documentary on you. Oh, you were without me, without you knowing. Called don't tell don't tell a tell. Oh, that's and funny. we were all just going to have because we had all these great comics around who we could interview and talk about you, but then see you interact and see you hang out and watch your stuff and watch my daughter watch your stuff, mm-hmm. and it became extremely too complicated because everyone started yeah, thinking it was a that. prank show and i was like no 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 no! <laughs> don't you know what let's fucking ignore this entirely this isn't working
1: <laughs> well my the tour like there was a lot of great to that tour but uh there was also like you know with with the bus like because i've done bus tours before yeah. I, i've done one in years and all that kind of stuff but like i realized like i'm too old to sleep on a bus so i'm like you know, first of all, I'm up. I, I don't sleep much at all. Yeah. Anyhow, so I'm talking to the bus driver. And I was really, you know, and your bus guy is great. Ron. That guy is really cool guy. He loves you. It takes a certain type of person to do that job, yeah. you know, and especially do it right. And, you know, he was great. So, like, we're sitting up front there, and I was like, I'm in his, like, this is, like, his zone right now. It would be, like, if i'm doing like a set and it's like you don't mind if if like my cousin comes and watches he's a big fan so i'm like watching him I'm like, yeah, yeah. and like whenever i watch the guy I go like man i wish i was a better driver i would be a bus driver because <laughs> like i'm good at being up at night i'm a terrible driver but still like i was like you know kind of like jealous of him a little bit and then after a while i was like you know just like looking at your bus and like you know this is burst bus so it's got to be like you know of course like party and i open that thing and i see all those like meat sandwiches oh, and yeah. i was like wow <laughs> this is fucking cool you know uh
0: i'm buying a new bus I'm you buying, are yeah i'm buying a new bus and then uh what I'm are gonna, a- you gonna do to it like
1: how are you gonna trick it out oh i'm letting isla design it yeah and uh i it's just the littlest things like will talk- it have a free speech circle in the middle for your daughters <laughs> to <laughs> no
0: it's funny george is an a tell fan isla's a Hedberg fan yes isla's a big headberg she Fucking that he made her slide out of a seatbelt one time. Like, oh, really? Oh, wow. my god. And Georgia, Georgia's too, I think she's too analytical at times. Like, you know, like she, she was like, This guy's really funny. what What's, uh,
1: she's, di- she's, yeah, what is it called again? Uh, di- uh dissecting it. Yeah.
0: She goes, is, is she on drugs? And I went, Well, yeah, he was. And she goes, Is he okay now? And I said, He's dead. She went, No. Oh. <laughs> she goes, I'm gonna have a hard time laughing at this. And I go, Well, no, baby, it's, it's, it's fine it's, it's you can laugh at it. it's yeah, comedy it's she like, goes yeah but i don't know i feel like i'm laughing at a guy who i know is about to die and i was like finger fuck to uh, like
1: in the yeah, back cry yeah, yeah, yeah. finger
0: fuck to the whole hands across america so and what so, what do they
1: what do they like what what do they do like 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 what's you know for young kids like that like i don't what think, gets them like like is it group think like do they have to wait till like everybody else likes it or
0: i think um, i think that's one of the things i think um I, th- I don't think kids do a lot these days. Like, I think they live on their phones, and they
1: scroll. So they judge a lot. They get to judge a lot. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of this the
0: the this, this Caesar feel. It's like they just flip through, and they're like, eh, and like,
1: uh, like, I, I... They definitely are afraid to be pulled out, like, in the crowd, like, hey, look at this guy. Like, that yeah. kind of like, you know, and I consider, like, you know, crowd work, you know, like, people do it differently, but I do it my own way. And, like, you know even even if the guy or the person deserves a beating like i will let them off the hook it's not like i'm going for the throat yeah back in the day you would go for the throat because it was a it was basically a knife fight now it's like this just like exchange someone's drunk you know they're yelling out during the setup which is the worst when they're yelling out stuff during the setup so now you got to reset it up all the time so you know these are like compared to like um uh, back in the in the day, these are pillow fights, you know? So, but even then people are like, whoa, you know, I can't believe it. Even like last night at the- um, Store. At the store, you know, in the main room, you know, which I think is like, you know, that room, like, I've heard so many great things about that room and everything. Usually when I get there, it's like the crowd is exhausted. Like it was almost like they were there for like a a timeshare meeting. You know, they had that look like, (laughs) so if you really want the timeshare, you know, they're exhausted. They've seen multiple, multiple comics, but like people in the front row, they know you're going to be talked to at some point. I mean, sitting in the front of the comedy club is like, you know, you want to be a part of the show. And these people, this guy was like, whoa you know it's like we were just sitting here we were hoping that this place would eventually be turned into a restaurant or something you know it's like how dare you like he had that look in his eyes like oh come on you know i'm like okay
0: that's happened to me i I, and by the way i can seek them out now because i've spent so many times at uh fucking drop off with my Mm -hmm. kids i can seek the people that are out like they don't really know what they've signed up for and they're in the front row yeah that's and but then i i i feel like i have i feel like i have access to that secret club because i'm around those type of parents oh that are really tight
1: so what's their problem let me in on it what's what
0: are they what are they why are they like that uh well they're, they're normally they're probably execs somewhere in hollywood and so they they can't they are not allowed to be a part of it it's like it's like i, I never liked the tapings when when they filled it with audience and then lit the audience and then had cameras on the audience to get the yeah. traction. yeah so I go, I go you're asking people to shut down their natural thought process because they know they're being watched So if they laugh at Nikki Glaser doing an anal sex joke, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, my mom's watching this. I don't do anal. Right, right. And so, but yeah, the store is an interesting place because it, it had such a rep of the, I mean, like, the biggest comics in the world would be on every show that I've watched people go up that are younger and just people go Are, you're not famous next yeah like, they're, they're
1: they're spoiled the crowd there because the they got all these big acts working on their acts and and you know uh i i totally agree with you on that which is that they do they they kind of like turn it on and turn it off through the whole night you know i've
0: had i have had some rough spots in the main room i, I have
1: just as many rough spots in the or <laughs> yeah no for sure and, and it's like you know i'm not, i don't live in this town so when i come in what like, did you come out here for well, I'm in between um, San Francisco and Portland, so I'm, I'm coming oh, nice. here, and uh, you know, I'm heading up to Portland. You know, uh, another great comedy town. They Those usually uh, anybody who comes to my shows, they know what they're in for, and they really are great. And they, um, you know, I'm really lucky. I have really good, you know, and I'm not just saying it because like it's my fans. It's like all the guys I tour with, all the people that come on the road, they love my crowd because they get the joke, they like jokes, they also tip well and they treat the staff well and yeah. and like they're just great all the way around some now they're older so it's more of like uh you know it's like this kind of thing of like we're all old but uh even the new ones that come and they get it right away that like you're gonna hear a lot of jokes and like it's gonna be you know it, it, it's gonna be that kind of an experience and you might be a part of it as well so I'm very lucky to have that crowd and anybody who talks with me I mean like they, they, you know, that's like the best compliment you can ever get. Is like, I love your crowd. You oh, know? your crowd, your crowd. I would, love. and I loved your crowd too. Like touring with you was like I was, I was like, you know, these people. Like I, I was like, I hope I'm fun enough for them. You know, I was <laughs> like, you know, what's, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, I know that they want like it big. You know, they like it bold. You know, well, it's funny because I think I think our crowd, I think
0: they see There's some crossover. Yeah, well, I think what's interesting is I think my, I say when I say our, I'm thinking me and Tom me and Tom's uh, we pretty much share an audience. Oddly enough, it's getting less and less like that the uh-huh. bigger we get. It's really kind of bizarre like we went to NASCAR and I got re- I got recognized maybe uh maybe 500 times mm-hmm. and t- and Tom was like anonymous. And I was like, "Wow, my my fans are NASCAR fans and Tom, I would always think we shared fans, but what I think for the most part when we did that fully loaded I think it's fun when they see you because I think they, I think part of them, it's like going like uh, like when you eat a dish and then you're like, wow, I didn't, what's that taste? And they're like, oh, it's saffron. And then you smell saffron. You're like, oh, that's totally saffron. I think they see you and they go, oh, so that's who Bert and Tom were trying to be. Ah, <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> and they it. And go, they go, oh, I get it. Like, cause you guys are your own thing. You were su- such a heavy, you were know, talking about in the beginning when you're trying to learn how to do comedy. I think the way majority of people learned was by watching someone and then going,
1: how would that guy do it? Mm-hmm. And then emulating them until they can figure out their own voice. Well, I'm very spoiled with comedy because I, you know, I get to go on, especially at the Comedy cellar, which I guess you could say, like, you know, I've been there so long, I, I can almost not remember being there, you know? Yeah. And the New York comedy scene, like, Caroline's close, And you, and I bet you, like, when you were younger, like, being headlining at Caroline's was a big deal. Like, Dude, I, was, like when I was like, was I finally got a place that can, tell my mama and my papa to come and yeah. see, like you felt like now they'll think I'm really a comic. Cause I'm playing on Broadway and it was such a big deal. And at the end, like when it, you know, like unfortunately it, you know, the club closed, you were like, that is the end of an era. I always played the same week. The Christmas between Christmas and New Year's and it was like this thing and like the staff and everybody would get pumped for these crowds that would come in and some of them were great some of them were like tourists you know like just tourists coming right right uh, you know like they staying at the embassy suites down the block yeah. and they saw like a you know a sign or something but like it was always fun either way that like that was my end of the year I was like okay I do Caroline's I'm in my I get to sleep in my own bed and then there's New Year's and then it started again, like whatever, the new year will hold for me. Yeah. But now like without that, it's kind of like that was a real touchstone for me. And I think, um, you know, a lot of comics felt the same way that like Caroline's was definitely one of those pinnacles that you're like, hey, I got to play Caroline's, you know. So I was very lucky that I got to play there as often as I did. I never played, I didn't play there a lot, but
0: the times I did play there uh, were like, I mean, that's where I first saw Richard Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then- patrice made me go with him to watch uh paul mooney i know oh, paul, yeah, mooney paul was, was like uh he was an icon there yeah yeah for sure. he, he had a bottle of champagne with him on stage and he was i mean very slow to start and i'm sitting with patrice and i'm trying to figure out what patrice sees in him that uh that like i'm like what is why is why am i here right and then immediately next to me, i hear the most recognizable yeah. laugh in comedy and it's fucking Eddie Murphy just uh, oh. uh, right next to me. And I'm like, and Patrice is like, yeah. And his Patrice's statement was kind of weird, but he's like, you, if you want to see the comics that make Eddie Murphy laugh you wanna, yeah. and so watch him, you won't get it. He's like, you're not going to get a lot of this,
1: but that's the point. You know, yeah. He was, he was kind of ahead of the curve on a lot of things, especially with, um, you know, he, he was another guy where it's like the anger that he had you know like he was able to like filter it into the uh into through his act into the funny yeah the the undeniable funny of it so you know like all of us sometimes it was it was uh you know he he was just like he was another guy where like to be honest I'm not as familiar with his stuff as I should be or like I I never really saw it but like there was you know there was more to the guy than just his his uh you know he was uh he 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 was just another one of a kind you know like to this day people can say like with the other comments paul mooney and they know exactly you know what we're talking about yeah. so
0: so when you come out to l.a who do you hit up do you have do you like I, who do I'm, i hit up like like what what friends do you hit up
1: well you know um you know all the you know the usual ones heidi fleiss <laughs> uh tom sizemore god bless him no all the people uh um... <laughs> tom sizemore recognized <laughs> me towards the end he of did? his life we were on that was a sad end man that was yeah. too quick that was too quick <laughs> he
0: came up to me and uh it was on uh Lancashire? No, not Lancashire. uh, Larchmont. In Larchmont, I was going to get my Mm haircut, and I was, and he was trying to figure out a parking meter, and he was clearly inebriated, and he was talking on the phone trying to figure out a parking meter, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I know that guy," and I was like, "It's Tom Sizemore," and he's like, "Hey, you're funny as fuck," and I was like, "Oh, thanks," and I was, this is a while ago too, this is a long time ago, Uh and uh, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a fan for life. I'm a fan for life." (laughs)
1: Where did he see? You? Do you think he saw you at the comedy store? Cause that used to be like a big hang it for must, celebs, you know,
0: must've been, it might've might been on just something online. I doubt he was a big podcast listener.
1: I don't know. Another, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much time we got, but like when Bud Friedman passed, that was also another big, like, you know, that was a guy who like, you know, whatever, gave me first shot, whatever on, yeah. on his show, just like Caroline's comedy hour. There was the, uh, whatever that, what was it Evenings called? At the improv? Evening at the improvs and all those things. And like, um, you know all that VHS basic cable comedy like you know there's something to it There is just 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 like a like a like a sliminess to it that's like addictive like when you watch it that one camera you know like just that flat (laughs) you know you know you're wearing you're wearing like your best duds and all that kind of stuff it's like that kind of weird weird thing about it but I, you know, Bud was definitely another, um, he was a, he was an icon. He was a living uh, legend in comedy before he passed. And now he's just like, you know, epic. So I saw him towards the end of his life. But that was another club where like, you know, it's a fun hang, you know, yeah. the Melrose improv and same thing with the store and all that kind of stuff. I never worked the laugh factory as much as like, mm-hmm. I, I, I always felt like I was kind of out of my league. Like the crowds were better looking. The comics were better looking. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, like, during the day, we we're a model agency. At night, we we're a comedy club. But they, that place was a rock. That was like a rock club for a I while. Like it was, there. it was killing it.
0: Yeah. I worked there once, and he told me I went long, and I, I, I knew I didn't. And I was like, okay. And then I called in my veils, and mm. and they and and I, I just was like, ah. I was like, I, right, you know, I don't need to do three spots tonight. I'll right. do two.
1: And then and so I, I just kind of avoided. It. And then, but Jamie's I, always been good to me. Like you know, maybe it's uh, the fact that like. You know, he got it. He, yeah. You know, he was like, you know, I'd love you to come by here. But it was like there was so many power acts, like, working there that it was like one of those where, like, you better bring, like, your last 20 minutes on the road here. That, yeah. It's not like you're going to come up with a new bit here. It's you know? not like
0: you're going to work stuff out. Yeah, right there. no, it's
1: like this crowd is, it's the shallow end of the pool. I mean, these people, look at them. A lot of them, yeah. you know, just got their nose done, their cheeks done to be here. <laughs> so, wait, what, are you doing a spot tonight? Yeah, I'm probably going to go out tonight. and to uh I can't well, I can say where, right? Because well, it's not airing yeah. tonight, I mean, yeah. is it? Yeah, no, I will probably go over the improv tonight. Oh, yeah? yeah, you should come oh, by. I I'm, may. I'm, I have to. I have to write so badly. Wow, well, you're really like in in this head right now of writing. Yeah, I'm, how do you do it? Like, um, do you have a notebook? Well, it used to be so <laughs> fucking easy. It used to be so easy. I do you Do you remember when everybody would walk around with a notebook? Do you remember all that? And <laughs> yeah, put it on the I still have a notebook. And they'd open it up
0: i still have a notebook yeah. the only guy
1: i ever saw actually write in a notebook was mitch Hedberg. that thing was full of thoughts and drawings yeah. and like jokes everybody else was like here's my notebook you know yeah. it's like oh what's your number okay let me write it down in this <laughs> empty whole empty page of no jokes yeah. you know i'm like dude it's like i remember i i like my 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 notebook i had the notebook and then i would do it like just like Pieces of paper. It, it almost looked like I was at a racetrack. Oh, like it would yeah. be like, hold like on a second. Slips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, what is this?
0: I do it in my phone. I do it. Yeah, that, and then that helps. I, I write it. I write down. For me, it'll be a thought. I can't write full form. I have to talk it out on stage. But it'll be a thought. It'll be like one word, like uh, like uh, ab- abortion or adoption, mm-hmm. and then and then I'll know the thing. But um, I enjoy. I, I don't. I. I it used to be so much easier to do You do listen to your
1: tapes yeah I'm, I I when i'm getting ready for a special see I, I i try and listen to them you know at least two or three times a week like I, I i like beat myself with like a tape yeah and before i was getting ready i listened to a lot more but these sets are way easier to listen to these 20 minute sets yeah. way easy to listen to you get kind of like the new jokes you get like whatever old joke you're working on instead of going through all of that like patter all of that so what's
0: the plan are you gonna do keep doing these 30 30 minutes and keep releasing them
1: i don't know this could be it for me i really don't think i have much more in me in terms of like stand-up like i i feel like i've you know i i i I peaked a while ago and this is just kind of like the uh the (laughs) fuse no you're too good to me you and tom are like too good to me tom
0: and i i'll tell you what I'll tell you what. Hey, listen, there's no Santa Claus. Grow <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, Stanhope asked if he could be the one to tell my daughters. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> he goes,
1: that would be a great cameo. He'd yeah. be that guy on cameo. <laughs> Guys, uh, <laughs> <a> great cameo. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy who tells your kids there's no Santa. <laughs> the paper.
0: he wrote, I think he wrote a book about it, about a book, a child's book of how to tell your kids there's no Santa Claus. He did? Yeah, I think so. He was here the other day. We were hanging out the other day.
1: Where is he now? Is he He's back in Australia? In- wow he's in australia right now i don't know how he does it man i don't i i mean i like he's gonna be there for what like a couple of months yeah yeah Yeah, like uh chappelle and jeff Ross were over there too it's like i guess once you have you been there yeah i've never been there it's like you want to come with me me? the flight scares the shit out of me i'll fly first class yeah it doesn't matter still 15 hours can you fly me spacex can you get me there (laughs) can you get me there in two packs of cigarettes dave
0: here's my pitch okay Mm -hmm. come to australia with me all right yeah, I'll I'll fly you first class from New York. Yes, and, and then I'll take it, and then we'll go to Bali. Oh wow, i will go to
1: Bali for a couple days after the tour. Why don't we? Why don't we split the difference and go to Indonesia? There's a coup. <laughs> in, there's a coup to be had. Hey, well, I would, let's I, talk about it afterwards. Would, but that's but man, a nice invite
0: because a guy like you, man, it's. It, it, like I worked with Ian Bag this weekend, and another very funny guy. And man, it, when you i did it with fitzsimmons was the same way chris porter we did i did chris worked with chris porter in boston mm-hmm. and it inspires you to fucking create like it really like when you watch okay. people legit fucking murder you go oh i gotta I got step up my game it's you know Come my on. fans but i gotta i gotta write and i gotta i gotta I, got I, got I, got, I it's just i don't know it's how like are your fans around. over there australia identical yep. to here really identical they look the same they act the same White, they're, you can say it, white. They're white. white. <laughs> they're white. <laughs> I dude, got so fucked up in Australia last time.
1: So you should go with another guy who drinks. I don't drink anymore. I'd be such a, like, I think, a, no. a dead weight. I don't, I'd don't. be like, thing. come There's on, a- let's go to the Olivia Newton-John memorial. And you'd be like, I'm drunk, dude. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go.
0: Dave, here's the thing about
1: drinking is like, I
0: never understood this. I don't care if you drink. I just want to drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's
0: okay. <laughs> it's like my wife doesn't drink. It doesn't affect doesn't. our relationship.
1: <laughs> How about these kids now? Like, so what do they do? They vape? What do they, they do? They vape. They yeah. vape, uh, white claws. Yeah, white claws. I've jokes on all these
0: things, whether they're funny or not. Vaping, white claws, and I think, I think they all, I think they they all eat mushrooms. Oh yeah, mushrooms has had a huge resurgence. I know, I know. You know they sell. You know, coke's legal in Vancouver now.
1: Well, in Portland, they give it to you at the airport. <laughs> Portland, they give you a syringe and go, go out there and be somebody. Two grams of
0: pharmaceutical grade cocaine. Yeah, in fucking Vancouver. Wow, you can get it at a dispensary. How how weird is that? I would, I make like I don't really do coke
1: anymore. Like I mm-hmm. I, I just it's just. But you would do it up there, right?
0: I'd have to.
1: You yeah, I just for I'd the experience to. of it. And do they do it like you know you know Cokehead, So they probably wait to go home or to be with friends and do it. I bet you they're doing it on the door on oh, the way out. Yeah, on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> me again, me again. <laughs> well, you can only buy two grams. Yeah, and then you can buy black tar
0: heroin there. <laughs> I think I, that was someone. T- someone told me that, and I was like. That's got to be
1: fucking insane. And you know what's really suffering in that town? What? The whale watching cruises. <laughs> They're not drawing the numbers they used to. <laughs> I remember you, can- you go to Vancouver. It's like, well, what can you do around here? Well, you can get on a boat and like there's a whale thing. And yeah. like there's, maybe see a whale. And now it's like there's a full tilt drug market going on there.
0: <laughs> Wait, what would you do for that plane flight? Do you Would you need to smoke on
1: it? I think you'd have to put me like in a ventilator in the storage area. Yeah. Like awaken me when okay, I came out. Okay, how about out. this? Let's find see, out. See, I can't leave the country so well my mom has dementia oh, so i right. always have to be within like one flight that's too far a flight for it yeah i've been offered to go to europe a million times i've been offered to go to australia a million times but like right now it's i have to stay domestic but that is something that like i'd also like to go you know when i used to do the U.S.O. tours like i would go to the middle east like yeah. you know i was going there for the troops. but now there's actual shows like in jordan all these different things really? so it'll be interesting to see how I would play in these markets, you know, oh, to these different you, people. Murder, murder. You think okay, I would? I, I, Some man, of would get murdered. Uh, I know that. <laughs> I would
0: love to have your
1: act. I would love. Dude, at the end of the day, like, you go to Australia, something like that, you got to be there for how long? Three weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, I weeks, figure, yeah. right? Three weeks, yeah. Now, do you ever play New Zealand as well? Yeah,
0: so I'm doing Auckland and then doing two shows in, another show in, uh, in somewhere in New Zealand. And then what's
1: that like? What's the Auckland I'm show saying, like?
0: They're the fucking exact they're podcast fans. They're they like are. people there, they listen to the podcast. And well, they well, well, watch what else Netflix. can they do?
1: They're so far away. Like yeah. whenever I see them at the cellar, at the comedy cellar, like two New Zealand people come in, I go, <clears throat> you know, like, thank you. Like, you know, I didn't I think yeah. uh, you know, it's almost mythical. Oh, that it's place. beautiful
0: over there. It's so it is? Oh my god, it's fucking gorgeous. New Zealand is New Zealand's like Australia, except it doesn't have any of the animals that kill you. <laughs> Oh yeah! Australia's got so many deadly fucking animals, like, and every sign's written in English and in German because Germans don't have any predators; They've, they don't have any predators around them.
1: So, oh, you mean uh, the animals and stuff? Yeah,
0: and no predatory animals whatsoever in Germany. So Germans <laughs> live this bliss, carefree life where they just walk into the woods and jump into a lake, and nothing could ever kill them. They never. There's no snakes. There's no nothing. So okay. So when they go to Australia, they die at like. 10 times any other nationality wow The germans die like crazy so because they go oh look at this water hole we jump in huh and then a crocodile <laughs> grabs them and fucking takes them to their cove and rests oh, wow. with their body
1: yeah well that's uh that's what side of australia is that that's the uh what would it be because that's
0: on the on the the east side northeast is where all the crocodiles are okay and then I mean, i'm sure there's some probably and you've done elsewhere. through
1: the whole like you've been through the whole continent over i've there.
0: been i've been all over australia and i'm going this year i'm going to a place called Xmouth mm-hmm. where um I don't know, i'm not doing a show there but i maybe i should it's a really small place but it's fucking gorgeous i'd love to go it's just like right now at this point i
1: don't know if i can but that flight is intimidating and i know there's comics now that like you know they private jet it but it doesn't matter how you do it it's a long long flight and like then you have to go through customs and i'm like i'm looking at like maybe a day and a half away from my cigarette again you know so that that to me is like wow (laughs) hey have you you tried
0: the zins that's what the kids are using
1: is it like the chewable no it's
0: the little white pouch that all the kids use Zin's.
1: Well, no, Girls I haven't zinned it yet, but uh, <laughs> I still haven't found anything that equals the, uh, I'm sure J- Doug will back me up on this with the, you know, because he's like a master of cold turkey where he's like, I lock myself in a trailer yeah. and I'm just going to write a book and not smoke a cigarette. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty, pretty intense that you could do that. And on the road, it's really hard to find a place not only to smoke, but also to sit down and smoke because, uh, you know, they removed all benches and stuff like that because of the, uh, you know, Terrible oh, uh, yeah. situation we have street on the streets now, you know, people camped out and everything yeah. like that. So I thought you, know, you were going to
0: take COVID. <laughs> you know, no, no,
1: COVID, COVID, COVID was like, whatever. I'm heading to Portland. So, like, smoking on the street, you know, it's basically smoking just a cigarette. Yeah. They know you're from out of town. Like, it's like, why are you not smoking opium? You, you know, you,
0: when you go into a hotel room, do you smoke in a hotel room? No, I
1: never do that. Really? I, I guess I'm like too much of a rule follower, but I remember the hotels where we could smoke and like Vegas, like I know they're trying to make some smokeless hotels. I'm like, that's part of the experience of Vegas, You're supposed to go there and like be able to like do stuff. Yeah, you know?
0: smoke a cigar indoors doors. Yeah, wait, what does, do you remember, uh do you remember when you could smoke on planes?
1: I think I was like the last, like, like the last flight of that or something like that, yeah. and they already had everyone in the back.
0: In the back, 1997, 1995 mm-hmm. we flew to Europe, and my buddy Weicho was like, "I'll get a, I'm gonna get a smoking seat, yeah, so I can have some cigarettes, have a drink, have a cigarette And it was
1: intense, right? So
0: intense, yeah. The fucking he had to sneak back up to regular and find a seat in regular. He it's goes, like a
1: wall I of it. Can't fucking deal. So much smoke. Well, I'll just say this as a taxpayer and a smoker that these airports, especially that when they took the one little smoking area, like in Vegas, they have that glass booth where you get to see, it's almost like an exhibit of people (laughs) chain smoking. I was like, there was no reason why they should have done that. Like we're the ones paying for these airports. They should have made it a little bit easier for us to smoke in an airport. I can understand the hotels. I can understand the hospitals, all these different places. But that was the one thing I was like, you know, you know i get it this is like the one bad habit everyone's allowed to like jump in on but it's still like they you know uh california is a good example where like you're paying 10 times the amount of what a cigarette pack costs same thing like with new york you know 15 bucks a pack whereas um you know you played the south yeah you know you go down to like whatever huntsville alabama it's like you know i'm sorry these are eight bucks a pack can you afford that yeah i can <laughs> give me two cartons. you know this is like great you i know? tried
0: to get georgia to start smoking my oldest you did she was vaping and i said i don't like the vape i go i'd rather you smoke a cigarette enjoy a cigarette cigarettes are no they've been and told fun. it's terrible and yeah she goes i bad for you i go you think the vape is good for you
1: the vape is i have that joke where vape is killing kids you know yeah and um you know to be honest like uh i never got people gave me those jewels and everything like that and i'm like so how do you charge this? It go you got to put it in your computer. I'm like this is the most unfun experience ever. <laughs> you know, it's like a zip drive of was, breath. You know, I
0: miss cigarettes. I, I woke up the other day in uh, in ca- uh, Cal- Calgary, and I've never wanted. You know, cigarette just started smoking. So did Rogan.
1: He he started smoking cigarettes. Yeah, before he goes on stage, he'll have a cigarette. Wow, because he was yeah. he was like i mean he's, he's always very with the weed. anti-cigarette yeah dude that's that's crazy well, it's,
0: so nicotine like there's this huge movement that nicotine is really good for you it staves off uh um it parkinson's
1: is? it does dude it's really good for you i can't believe it Yeah,
0: nicotine's really good for you uh it's just smoking isn't the best delivery mechanism oh, it's terrible, for it. Yeah. and so rogan was vaping for a period of time and then Smoking cigarettes before you go on stage. Segura is back, full blown smoking cigarettes. Oh, really? Like he's back, back. He's smoking cigarettes. Wow. Um, and I and so everyone around me smoking, and we I, I wake up in Calgary the other day I'm hungover, and uh, I go outside and it's cold as fuck. It always is cold there. And I and someone next to me lit a cigarette, like right outside. The woman lit her cigarette, and I could smell. I know you'll know this taste. Yeah. But the first drag of a cigarette has a distinct t- flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And I could smell that flavor and I wanted one so bad. And I thought, I thought, like Depolo just started smoking. And I thought
1: Wouldn't that be funny if Nick DePaulo started smoking menthol? <laughs> <That'd be> like, <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> it's just the cool I flavor. I can't of help it. it. I feel like Atticus <laughs> Finch. <laughs> but the, I I was gonna say, like uh with with the smoking, it's like you know, you're addicted. Like I was in Oklahoma and like weather was coming in Oklahoma. It's always in extreme weather. And it was driving rain. It was like so hot. And then it was driving rain. And I'm the only idiot out there, like behind a pillar, like trying to smoke. It's like, I could have been killed with a, a, like a, you know, the pool chairs from uh, the basement. Yeah. No, I was like, this is the time where they should be like, you can smoke in the lobby. It's really so dangerous out there. But like, everybody's like, don't go out. out." I'm like, I'm just going to like, you know, I'll be careful. But it was just like, shit was flying by me you know yeah. like tables cows things are flying and i'm still smoking out there I'm like this is this is pathetic do you think you'll ever drink again probably towards the end of my life i probably will <laughs> no because like there's times when i do think about it then there's other times where i'm like i'm so glad like that's not part of like what i do anymore it's like yeah. you know to be honest um the why, se- why did you drink like because why did i yeah like i grew was- up on long island and we all drank and yeah. like you know I would say that, like, that was a cultural thing there where, like, we were all drinkers, you know? Yeah. And this was before, like, pot was as available. You know, that was illegal. So when you did smoke pot, you knew that was, like, you're going to get dribble. But now I think kids have so many other drug choices and so many other, like, ways to, uh, you know, I guess, you know. Get high without
0: holding it in your hand.
1: Yeah, but but the point is, like, They're out drinking and like, and I know money's a big deal with these kids like now with, you know, loans and all kinds of stuff, but I've never seen more kids go out and drink and drink, you know, expensive. It's not like, you know, I'm just having a couple of beers, like they're drinking high end top shelf stuff and they're doing drugs, you know, and they're, they're, they're partying the way everybody always parties in their twenties, but yet they're always crying about money. And I'm like, well, you're, you're out there like the rest of us, you're spending money. You shouldn't be. So, you know, whatever, that's an old man talking. But for 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 your own information, it's like you know there is something about a whiskey on a cold day. You know that, that's there's, pretty cool. You know, there's a
0: lot. Okay, so so when you, the day you decide to start drinking, just let us know and we'll put a dream team together. That'd be great. Get Mark Norman. He's a big
1: whiskey guy. Yeah, what's his? He likes whiskey, and he Sam whiskey. drinks too.
0: Mark J- Shane Gillis is a big Bud Light guy. Of a- course, Ari's, Ari's been a, a big booze bag lately. Really? Yeah, he loves. He just loves. I mean, wear the thin drunk. Yeah, that's people. what we used to say.
1: <laughs> really? No, I, don't know. <laughs> I guess I got no, no worries coming to me. You know, the guy's thin and he's a drunk. Yeah. Watch out!
0: Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I always, I always try to wonder like why I drink. When I, where I quit drinking, I remember myself. I go, oh, I remember this guy. Uh-huh. Like, this guy's a different guy. Well, you it's like know, when you shave your beard and you see your face, you go, well, "I haven't seen you in forever." Oh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs>
1: vulnerability. Fucking holy shit. Well, I, I feel like y- y- you know. Uh, like on your tour I saw you I saw you having a couple of pops and I was like that's right you know it's like why wouldn't you enjoy yourself and you know it didn't get in the way of all the other stuff it's not like you know it's like where's Burt we're supposed to be shooting this you're yeah. there you know you're you're like uh Like on Long Island, it was all thing is like you can get drunk, but, you know, you're still going to work with a hangover because you promised that you'd go in. So it wasn't like this like, you know, it's a big excuse kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I think we did a lot of dumb things just because we thought it was cool to do it. And now these kids, I think the one thing that like um, that, like I never would have gotten, whether it's now or then, was this whole like organic food movement of like (laughs) less tasty food, less tasty food. At three times the price, yeah, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to eat that. You know, yeah. I, I'd be like, this is dumb. You know, what so. was,
0: what was, what, do you remember the last night you drank?
1: Oh, there were so many last nights, but I would say that the week after you quit, when you get the headache of like, yeah. where's the booze? Yeah. that's that's an interesting experience because you know you're not supposed to go t- cold turkey on stuff like that, okay. and you really do feel it with booze. I don't know, I've never done heroin or anything like that, but I assume that it's the same kind of like you know, whoa, your body is now like basically like where is that thing that you need to get through the day you know but i didn't drink all day i drank at night i mean i I was i I was pretty um i was pretty like with the shows like have you ever been drunk on stage you know how bad that is like just where it's like you know this is this is a mess you
0: know (laughs) yeah so I i got drunk on stage one time i got drunk before i got on stage and then on stage i got drunk and it didn't go well and burr who's now been sober for a very long time yeah he said I got off and he was giggling and he goes, There's a reason they don't let you drink and drive. He, yeah, your 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 timing's off.
1: For sure. <laughs> and I was like, Oh
0: yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I I Bill's uh, another guy who I think uh we all owe him a lot of credit because he always takes the uh you know, like he—he, he, he, you know, like there's a lot of guys that put their face in the storm, yeah. You know, and take the heat, oh, and yeah. he's definitely one of those guys who makes it a lot doing his Patrice benefit. You, have you done it? No. I'm sure you, you've never done no, it. Never done it. Wow, man, you should definitely do that. I think he
0: keeps it for the guys that you know. Like I knew Patrice, that, but I was all younger than you guys.
1: Well, I, I can't say that I was. You know, I was more of a fan than a friend of Patrice. So at the end of the day, like every time you do it, you're like, you know, it's cool to be around the people who knew him. But I think that they have so many different types of acts and they always like, you know, I've been there. I've been there times where it was like, you know, uh, Pete Davidson, who is, it was like a huge fan and and a, a really cool. He's also a really good comic. I mean, Pete Pete's really great. deserves more credit. He's
0: great, and he's look. He look. I saw him. I saw him two weekends ago. Yeah, he looks phenomenal. Like he looks like. I know Pete's gone through some stuff. Sure, he looks awesome. His energy was fucking great. He was mm-hmm. the happiest I've seen him in forever. I was like, I was like, whatever. He,
1: I'll take whatever he's on. Right. Well, Pete. Pete I mean, and
0: I'm sure. I'm sure it's just not drugs and alcohol. <laughs> just <laughs> sober. <laughs>
1: But like when you when you when I would do those benefits and they would have all these like big guests drop bys I was like, that's so cool that like these guys came down to support yeah. Patrice's family and everything. Like that. But you would be awesome there because that crowd that, that comes that, yeah. for it when people come up to me, they go, "I saw you at the Patrice benefit." They are super fans. They yeah. love it. You know.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, Bill's a, Bill's a Bill's great, been doing
1: guy. that now for de- it, it's got to be more than uh, ten years now. I think I think it's actually coming up on the fifteenth anniversary, whatever it is, whatever. It's been
0: it, dead for fifteen fucking
1: years. It can't be that long, but it's definitely a long. Well, where bill has done that and, and like you know if if it wasn't for him you know like th- th- that's how things stay stay active and stay hot you know yeah well uh i'll let you get out of here i don't i don't want to i'll hold you
0: forever dave
1: uh, oh no it's it's always great seeing you and i hope to be asked back when the house is finished yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i'll have you on the i'll have you on the there was three show. guys
1: downstairs who wanted me to help him put up a drywall
0: yeah <laughs> you're the only reason i know uh, gilbert gottfried
1: oh really yeah because I that I mean, was one of our yeah we
0: did and i almost burned that house down making uh do you remember that rachel i made fish and ch- oh that was terrible oh uh, yeah, yeah and and but gilbert only did it because you were doing it oh really because like, he didn't know me and he came he got there early and he goes uh and and i i don't know what was going on with him like physically like physically if he was sick or not but he was like it was funny the second the camera went, turned on he was fucking alive for and sure then, and then when it was off he was just very like very meek is the right way to say it. Like very I'd like- say spectrum, but yeah,
1: you can use meek. And
0: he goes, he goes, I, uh, I don't know who you are. And I was like, oh, I, I'm a big fan. And he was like, no, I, I'm here because of Dave. And I went, oh, cool. Well, I'm excited to have you, Gilbert. And so I got to hang out with him because of you. So thank well, you. Well,
1: Gilbert was a big deal for me as a kid. Oh, and yeah. also when I got to like get to know him and his family and, you know, me and Jeff, uh, Jeff Ross, you know, like, we kind of like he kind of was in our fold, and Jeff is super. You know, Jeff is a great to the to his family, Dara and the kids, and everything like that. And like uh, Jeff's memorial for Gilbert was hilarious. Really, I mean, Jeff is really good at this stuff. Like yeah. his his it was like seeing the rabbi la- crying with tears and like just like this wow. really sad situation. Jeff is like he's a, he really is like the best of the best when it comes to that kind of he stuff. He really
0: is. And Jeff Jeff was the first guy to really kind of like connect. Older comics
1: with younger For comics. For sure, and I remember it, that. Like whatever, whatever happened to Friars Club? I really don't know. I keep walking past it in New York, and like it's kind of open. I think it is open now. It's beautiful in there, by the you way. Get, how do you get in? You, um, <laughs> I, I, I really. Uh, y- it used to be where you like another friar would have to like uh, you know put your name forward, and you have to go through like an intricate you know like whatever vetting. But I yeah. assume now it's just like. One of those where you just give me your, you know, like you give walk in, sign, sign a couple of things. But no, I'm sure they still have I'm like an initiation. Jeff.
0: I want to be in the, the Friars Club. Oh, he
1: would, they would love you. And, I would love and that. And it's also like a really great place just like how they set it up. I don't know what the, about the one out here. I think the one out here is way bigger oh, than really? the one in New York because everybody moved this way
0: yeah and so oh, it's crazy i would love to be in the first i gotta, I gotta text yeah, jeff tell, today.
1: tell jeff jeff was uh he if he's not the head friar, he might he might be the abbot by now yeah because he really has like uh you know he he revitalized that whole group and like he really it, it was like way overdue too like jeff was he was definitely right to like connect with these guys and he's, he's friends he's with he's them the as best. well it's not like he's you know it's like he's friends with them, but the gilbert thing that i always thought was funny is like you know There's a lot of different Gilberts, but the Gilbert that we all know at the end, you know, like we do these long, incredibly drawn out, dirty jokes. Like, you know, there's sometimes like where I'm just like, like, whatever, I'm 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 going I'm getting ready for for something and I'll just start doing one of his jokes. And it's just like, you know, you can like really do it like. You start it. You take a shower. You're still telling the joke. Yeah, you come yeah. back out, and it's all filthy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "Man, that was just so much fun. I miss him. I'd love to see that live if you can. Check out his his impression of the Dice Man. I believe it's from the '90s or whatever. Yeah. It's hilarious. Really, it's just like Gilbert, old, old like Gilbert at like I guess you could say like his prime. And he's on some TV show, and he's doing the Dice Man, and he totally overdoes it, and it's just <laughs> like this gibberish craziness. But it always makes me laugh. So his, he, there was Gilbert was like, I was very lucky to get to to know him. And I was there when he, when he passed away and everything like that. But um, (laughs) the funny thing about Gilbert was that when he did your show, you know, he loved being on TV. He loved, he was kind of like the opposite of me. Like, I'm like, you know, I don't really want to be that known. And like movies, I could care. Gilbert loved the attention. He yeah. loved show business. And he liked the whole thing. You know, you wouldn't know that but when you talked to him. So quiet and kind of like yeah. introverted. But like there were things that really activated him. And like you could just tell by like his act. Like he loved like celebrity scandals and stuff like that. Yeah. All those different things. Like it really would like his eyes would light up. He would love to talk about that stuff. Yeah, he
0: was great. I, I that that uh, God, I guess one day I'll be the dead comic, huh? It's well, kind of depressing.
1: first of all, first of all, I think you're just getting started. That's what I always say, because like, there's a lot of guys that like, you know, you know, you're thinking, can it get any better? And I'm sure it can. And I think we're all in that in that moment now, where it's like, you know, what's the next thing? What's the whatever thing? And for me, it's just like, if I can get people to keep coming out and I can keep coming up with jokes, I'll be more than happy. You know, yeah. that's really what it is. Whether I get on that stage through wheelchair or through lift, you yeah. know, I will try and keep doing it. You know. So think, thank you, buddy. I think
0: I oh, know of course, man. I think you're my you're my favorite. I've everyone always I say to everyone, you're Leanne's favorite. I'm bummed she here, she's not here, she's in Vietnam. Or be she is. That, yeah, they called her Vietnam. up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I sent her over to learn how to be a real woman. Okay, the, uh, there you go. Yeah,
0: she was talking back a little bit.
1: <laughs> what um Can I ask what's happening with that movie of yours? Uh it's coming out uh
0: Memorial Day weekend. It is? Yeah. I leaked uh, I leaked the the sizzle, uh teaser on Rogan. Awesome. And when and I where did it, you shoot that? I shot in Serbia. Yeah, I guess I you shot had for to. Three months in Serbia. Yeah. I guess <laughs> you yeah. had to. And so I uh I leaked the sizzle or the teaser on Rogan and it got it got a big traction, like went sure. viral. And then uh and then everyone decided they were like, oh let's let's release it. And what how do you feel about that? Uh I'm excited, but I'm I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Cause I you know it's like it's I, it's tough times for something like that, right? No. Is it about Russia? No, no, no. That was well. That was a big concern. Yeah. Is that? I figured it would yeah, be. People were like, terrified. No, that me. love letter to Russia yeah. is over. <laughs> and so, and I was <laughs> like, well, it's not. I go. I I I said, that's not what this movie's about. It's about a father and son getting kidnapped by the Russian mafia. Right. Like, it's not celebrating Russia. And so, when I leaked the teaser, they kind of looked and tracked comments regarding Russia, yeah. and they got zero. Yeah. And so, and so, and, and, but the wokeness was there and they wanted to make sure that, I mean, there was like, there was a lot of things. There's so many things that, you know, with corporate America that is, that they, that they have their radar up for them, and rightfully so sometimes, sure, you know, um, because they don't want, you know, ultimately it's a $30 million investment. I think if it was my money too, I would be like, Hey, I'm not just going to piss away my fucking money for sure. Because, yeah. Because you got a gut feeling. And mm-hmm. so, uh,
1: no, because I was thinking about that when I heard you were doing the movie, yeah. and then the way things are going right now, I'm like, you know, that's a really tough one. That's a really if it's, if it is like heavy duty Russia, because you yeah, know, no, it's they're it's the fine. bad guys. So it's
0: fine. They're the well, they're the bad guys in this movie too. Well,
1: that's good then. Yeah.
0: So they've always been the bad guys. This well, you should have
1: <laughs> you should have had like Z- Zelensky do a cameo,
0: you know, uh, in the movie. You know, I wish
1: he's in a, he's a comic yeah. as well. You know, he's a little busy right now, but so <laughs> would be still doing spots. That would be like, <laughs> yeah, I was playing the funny bone in Poland. In the, in the Krakow the, uh, he, he uh well, I was gonna say like so that's a really cool thing so this is your first movie right the first movie you yeah. of it? like when Arnie Lang who was another really good friend of mine when he was doing uh dirty work right oh, yeah. whatever it's like you know I didn't think that movie would come out as well as it did and that's a great movie that I would put that in the top movie. 20 of comedy movies I oh, mean it's yeah. got Norm in it it's got Don Rickles in it am i right oh yeah. uh yeah don rickles was in that don one rickles, as well
0: chris farley's in it
1: yeah so there's like a lot of big comedy names of the moment so that to me is like you know that's pretty cool that like uh you know that was like already uh unfortunately you know you know already still going through different things right now but yeah. you know i miss seeing him out on the road i also miss seeing him you know just as a friend but like seeing him on stage like he was another he was guy great. like tell his stories were like undeniably funny i mean like hey, so real Stern, all these too. people people's like talking about their real like you know these these boring real stories that happen and this is like a real like crazy stuff that happened to i was like Art, man Artie i couldn't stop listening and watching the fucking
0: best those are always been the guys i've been drawn to is like the Belushi's, the yeah the fucking arties the broken the, uh, yeah, and, I, and I, I wonder if it's because i wasn't really broken but I admired brokenness,
1: right? Does that make sense?
0: Like I, I think it's, it's
1: like there's there's definitely a sense of danger and whatever yeah. to it. You know, I was,
0: there's something sexier about being hung over in an airport at eight a.m. than being
1: with your shit together looking for a paper. I assume it's like with your daughters when they see Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> or I'm trying to think of the people he that lived, they would. He meet. lived
0: next door to us. Oh, he did.
1: Yeah, he lived next. He door He has to a us. good sense of humor. That guy, man. But, I really? saw him in a prank show or whatever where they hit him on uh, the Jackass movie. Oh, for real! wasn't it Wasn't he yeah. being the guy being hit in the pool or yeah, something? Hitting hit pool. I was like, that's pretty, you know, for one of those kind of guys. That's pretty fun. Oh,
0: he's from Cleveland. I figure anyone from Cleveland's got a sure. Cleveland's one of my favorite comedy towns. There is hilarities is fucking yeah, that is a great club, great classic fucking club, a uh,
1: great fucking club. It's a classic club, and the crowds there are really they're really cool. Yeah, I love I love I love all of Ohio. All of Ohio was always yes. good to me. What uh. On this tour, what are the towns? Because, you know, I wanted it on the last one. You said you were doing Mississippi. I've never played that we're state. Play, yeah,
0: but well, I'm playing Mississippi next week. You are? Or in two weeks. I'm playing maybe three weeks. Uh,
1: I'm playing Tupelo. Okay, see, I was like, man, I'd love to do that date because I've never played Mississippi. Well, you want to do the southern run? What? You want to do a southern run? I don't run? think I can do it with my schedule now. Yeah. I probably could go back and forth with the people. and Yeah, and, I'll that. But well, that's I, really nice I, of well, you. I but, think,
0: I think I, dude, I, let me tell you something. But
1: I'm like, what, to, what, what are the towns that, like, you know, what, what are the towns you're looking forward to because these loaded. are some different ones from last year right
0: yeah yeah they're all different well i'm the one i'm looking forward for the most is we're doing forest hills yes we're, me too yeah i've never
1: i've never been to a, a game or yeah. any of that i'm not a tennis guy yeah
0: that's gonna be great and then we end at the gorge the gorge is fucking epic it's one of the most beautiful where places. is that in seattle hey can you put christian you pull oh, a picture of the gorge wow in the city and no just outside it overlook it's a stage at the foothills of a go- huge gorge and gorge amphitheater in yeah it this place is fucking insane Oh look at that. Yeah, so we got that wow. place. Wow.
1: How many people can it hold there? A like 100,000? Uh, I think a lot. Wow. But uh see to me that would be a rough one because that reminds me of the old um uh what was that tour that they did uh, Oddball. The Oddball, yeah, yeah. Where it was basically playing fields, you know. 27,000 but I think we'll
0: we'll just play the we'll just play that infield, which looks like yes. seating, mm-hmm. and so
1: yeah, we'll we'll just do like the the. But there'll be plenty of room for fans and protesters. That's yeah. what I like. You Can set up a picket line. Right that there. place is going to be. Well, that really looks looking, cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then all the ones in between, I, I think, I think, uh, I think, I mean, we're doing a lot more uh, arenas than we would have normally. Oh, really? Yeah, because we had we had we're doing some baseball parks, we're doing some outdoor amphitheaters like this. But the but,
1: Wimbledon one, I'm 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 yeah, digging that one. That's too. gonna be a fucking thing. Russ blast. Mediv, we were just talking about him. Russ is yeah. a great guy, uh, real funny guy. Love Russ Mediv. He always invited me to the uh matches there. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to tennis. He goes, dude, it's like this awesome scene, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, he is a fan of the game. Oh, but look, also at Rachel, the, look at Rachel. Look at Rachel. The people who do show up, it's like it's like a real who's who of like, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm hoping to get I'm hoping we go into Forest Hills and I'm hoping we get a couple, like I know, I've got a couple people are gonna want to come out and did, don't want to be committed to the festival. Sure, they want to come out and do guest sets. Like Segura, for was sure. Like, was like, "I'm gonna come out to one. I want to see it. I want to do a spot." The surprise and, yeah, is, then, is what the crowd loves. I think Rogan said he's interested in awesome. coming out. Yeah, so those are the ones. Like these are the ones. Like this and the Gorge where I go. Like I'm trying to get. I I was trying to get Louis to come out and do a guest sp- set at Forest Hills. That would be great. But He says he's retiring.
1: Is he really? Uh, he's retiring for a year. Oh, but he just played
0: the MSG, just right? An MSG, uh, yeah. And he was like he was like, I gotta take time off. I gotta take time off. I was like, Okay. Okay. So uh but well, I'll, maybe still, come I'll out. still hit you, him out. I, I
1: told him just come out have a beer with us. Yeah. Like, just come out, eat an edible, Louie. It would be it would be because in New York there's so many locals that would you well, know. There's so many people that, that the crowd would go nuts for. So Yeah,
0: that I, that I, th- so I'm trying to get that to happen out there and then some of the other ones. I mean, this we this year we're doing two months in June. And two months, two weeks in June, two weeks in July, taking Fourth of July off. So it's going to be, and uh, and I'm going to try. I'm, I'm trying to put. I'm trying to make everything special. So like, so like, I'm trying to do more private
1: jets because I think those are a little more, a little more fun for the comics. For sure, that that I think it was Dayton to Rochester, taking a private jet. Yeah. I mean, that really turned some heads when we landed at the Rochester <laughs> International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got hammered on that private jet. I
1: know what you said. This has cost me a lot of money. Take, eat whatever's on yeah. this jet. I paid for yeah. it. I was I like, got, I totally understand I that. Got
0: hammered. It was me, you, and Big J. Yeah, you know, like
1: we, Just, we were shoving kind bars in our pockets <laughs> and weird. You know, even the people on the private jet—they're like, "You're taking a private jet to Rochester? Like, what happened? Is there a, <laughs> a foreclosure on a factory or something?"
0: Oh. Uh, well, Dave, thanks for doing this. Thanks man. for having me, buddy. I love you. I love you to death. I'm excited for this 30-minute special. And, uh, and
1: dude, I'm always 24-7. I, I rarely sleep. So if you ever want to reach out to me, talk jokes. Please. I always check jokes with everybody. So yeah. I'm always here for you, man. And I can't wait for the tour. Fully, Fully loaded. loaded Do Fart Fully Loaded Dew. Yes. <laughs> You're the best, dude. All right, man. Thank you.